Welcome to the Craft Imperial Podcast, a weekly podcast about cigars, whiskey, and all the banter you could possibly want. You'll join your host, the Bourbon Cowboy, the Viking, as each week we get into different cigars, different whiskeys, budget, hard to find, unicorn, you name it. The rabbit holes we're going to go down, insights, opinions, conversation, new releases from Craft Impero, and anything else we can seem to let fall of our mouths that week. You guys enjoy this episode. Mahalo. All right, all right. Aloha, guys. Welcome back to the Craft Impero podcast. Uh, you're here with your host, The Viking, and we've got a couple of uh, special guest hosts today. Uh, the Bourbon Cowboy is out. It is him and J9's 5,000th anniversary. So they are headed down to CDM in Nashville. Um, hopefully a quick stop by Crown Heads this morning. Um, and they're going to enjoy their weekend. So happy anniversary to them. I'm here with my guest, one of my guest hosts for the day. Scooby Drew. Scooby Drew. It's here in the house, man. Um, the Mad Russian's on his way, but typically with Russians, they attack first, plan late, and then they show up late the next time. So if you watch the news, you know what I'm talking about. It actually kind of fits in a little bit, you know? It's kind of but, uh, it's, it's, it's probably not great, but I don't care. I don't, I don't, I give, I give zero shits. Zero shits. Also, Cardinals, too. Yeah, not we are watching. Day. Sorry, I got a little text real quick. <laughs> got to get some paint. got to paint some shit. Oh. Um, yeah, we got the cards going on there, and they're back-to-back game, right? Second game series with the Chief, or the Royals? Yeah, so they played their first one on Monday in St. Louis. It was a makeup for earlier in the season right, right now. Right, right, right. Um, and then played last night in KC, today in KC. Today in KC, okay. Yeah, it's so got the day game going on. Um, we're outside on the patio. Uh, for the first day in three weeks, there's no win? Yep. And it's beautiful. It's 60-some degrees. Nothing crazy. Um, but it's, it's it's beautiful outside. We're hanging out. We're doing good. Um, we're starting off with a fun... We're going to kind of tie into some stuff we talked about in the last episode a little bit. Um, but we're going to... We're trying a new bourbon, to, to me at least. I know it's new to Drew, but he'd had it recently. Um, and then we're going to get into a couple of different... Same cigar with different tenure of age on them. Um, and this is a cigar that we both very much enjoy. It's not like it's new to us or off kilt. We don't know what it is. Um, so really excited about that. So we'll jump in that and, and get that going. So why don't you tell us about the bourbon okay. that we're getting ready to dive into. So this was gifted to me on my birthday um, by my aunt's boyfriend, Roger. It is Henry A. Sipes. Uh, it's out of Brown County, Indiana. It is a double oaked and a smoked barrel. Uh, sitting in 90 proof. Um, I've only had very, very little of it. I mean, I just opened it. Just crack it, pour it, and go. Small pour. And here we are today, trying it. Did you let it, did you just crack it and pour it? Did you let it breathe and play with it a little? I let it breathe, yeah. I have to. Oh, uh, yeah. You, you've become astute. Astute to the flaws like you don't that. want in your whiskey. Something like that. Um, all right, cool. Well, let's try this. Do you know? I, I always like asking this with some of these um, because they're starting to change the verbiage on some bottles, right? You know, not everything's toasted or charred anymore. Now right. it's smoked and right. this and that. Do you happen to know the reference of smoked? Like difference on it? Nope. No. Okay. Cool. <laughs> love it. Well, inaugural cheers. Cheers, man. How do you like that glass, by the way? It's cool. I love it. Yeah. Let's wait. There you go. 
yeah, very oaky, but it's like it's it's a vegetative too. Like it's very wheat. Nah, nah, I don't, I don't want to say wheaty because it's not sweet like that, but it's it's good. Yeah, easy as hell. Yeah, that's a that's a like this is. You know, we've been getting really into like I was really surprised when Wayne was going to be into camping and going out and doing all that. Yeah. She's super into it now, and it's like, well, do I load the cooler down with all the food and everything we're going to grill over the nights we're there and that and that and try and shove beer in it, or just bring a bottle? And I'm like, but what bottle do I want to drink out of a camping cup? Right. Because I'm not taking you know I'm not wrapping glass up real pretty, taking it out no. and then it because I, I know me, I'm gonna set it down, I'm gonna build this monster ass fire. It's gonna heat that glass up and it's gonna explode. Why do I know this? I've done it multiple times. <laughs> I never learn. I got this little fire pit thing right here in, in, the, in, the, in the winter, and I set my glass up there, go get to the egg, come back, yeah. and it's cracked, and all the booze leaked into the fire pit. I'm like, yep. great. You wonder why I have a glass budget. Like, <laughs> it's ridiculous, <laughs> man. Um, but this would be one of those. This is yeah. re- this is really good. This golf course, like, yeah. I mean, just now, like, th- this is one of those. I talked on one episode about decanting whiskey. Mm-hmm. Like, if you could have something in a decanter on your desk all the time, right? This would be something I have in a decanter, like just that quick. It's me- mellowy sweet. Mm-hmm. I mean, the wood is the wood is very present. Yeah, and then it's got um, pick, pick your pick your note. And there's a lot in there. It's really good, and it's highly impressive that it's not MGP. Right, and that you had the balls to open at the distillery. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's the first thing I thought about when we saw that. It's like you had the balls to open a distillery in the middle of of you know King Kong's dinner plate. Right, like Literally. it's MGP. Yeah, you're probably um, yeah. an hour away. If that. Yeah, I mean, shit. I don't know. All right, well, that's an awesome start. So, what we're gonna get into is we're getting into the Mexican Experiment Edition Two from Tatuaje, uh, the ME Two. Um, this is the Bellicoso size, so it's a Bellicoso finish and a soft box press. Um, like I said, this is not a cigar that we are not used to. This is a cigar we smoke very often. Um, been able to share these with each other, been able to hook boxes up for each other from different locations and things like that. Um, but what's unique about these is the age on them. So the box that I pulled from, this cigar on best guess is probably two and a half years of age. And then yours. Yeah, so I got mine from CDM in, Nash, or, uh, in Chicago. Went to their aging room. They had a few Churchills, a few Bellicosos left, bought them all out. Um, guessing by the cellophane, at least four. I was just saying, it's probably 18 release, right? Like yeah. Original. Yeah. So original release yeah, on ME2. Yeah. Probably, probably four. It's set in my humidor for four months. It was probably in there for three and a half years yeah. there. So, so somewhere around there, there. When we pulled the cellophane off, the hue, the hue was in both of them, but yeah. one was dramatically more... <laughs> Huey. One was Hueyer. <laughs> uh, when we put them up, and obviously the four years did it. So what's going to be fun about this? Not that we're going to get super nerdy into the aging thing, because that can go left and right, mm-hmm. which we're probably going to for 10 minutes at least. I know how this thing goes. Yep. Um, but with age, I've talked about this in cigars a lot. You know, nowadays, like at least the past 15 years, when cigars are coming out, if you want to age them, you have to pay attention to the blend, because a lot of cigars now are already using aged tobaccos. Mm-hmm. And you can surpass your pinnacle. And then you just lose everything, right? Like it just, you know, because so many, this question was asked of us, how come you're not seeing plume on as many cigars now as everything else? And I'm like, well, part of that reason now is one, a lot more companies when they're putting tobacco out are using aged tobaccos. Mm -hmm. So 
you're hiding the, the plume effect maybe a little. Um, and also, more people are taking better care of their humidors, so that argument of plume and mold is starting to kind of die. Yeah. Which has been a saving grace, because I don't have to lick moldy cigars anymore and not die, which is great. I'm really glad that worked out for me, because that could have been really bad. Could have. If one time I, it was yeah. actually mold. I mean, I've seen you do it at least ten times that in sucked. two years. Yeah, yeah that would have sucked if yeah. it was actually real. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I told you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Heart would have, you know, ah, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but this will be a lot of fun, because we have smoked these straight out of the box. We have smoked these off humidor shelf, um, and we've smoked these just within a couple days of coming in the mail. And so we, we've we, also each smoked one of these before from CDM when I first got them. Yes, we have. Yeah. We did. Oh, that's right. You did bring yeah. it back. Forgot about that. Yes, you did. So obviously we've smoked the cigar enough. So this will be a lot of fun to see what's missing, what came back, what gained, and if there really is that big of a difference between the age on the two. Yep. Right? Okay. That's about as nerdy as this shit's going to get. But... All right, here we go. Let's light them up. You know, I think Pete, or, you know, Pepin, yeah. does the best Bellicoso finish on a score. It's one of the few that you can really just get that cap off. Yeah. And it's breeze perfect. You don't have I mean, to no. measure and recheck no. and this and that. You don't have to do any of that. And obviously, guys, I know we've talked about this before, but one of the questions we got when I put the Instagram thing up was, when should you start tasting your cigar? Um, a lot of people are going to be different. You know, the, the, the largest synopsis, the best that I've always done, and I always tell everybody, give yourself a quarter inch, give yourself a half inch, man. Like, actually burn into the tobaccos. Don't just set them on fire. And start talking about what you get and what you taste. This game is way better than yesterday. Oh, absolutely, because it was 5 nothing Royals at this point. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, that catcher did have one of the coolest catches in the world, though. When the ball came back, how many he was like... Oh. And then and he walked off like he was like, they're out. <laughs> like, you're just like, like a, a earth stone or some shit. Like, you know, the guy with the gauntlet? You know what I'm talking about? The Thanos. Thanos. Yeah, yeah. it was like... Do you yeah, not watch was, Marvel? No. Really? Yeah, no. I just watched uh, Wonder Woman. Gal Gadot. It's DC. Oh, yeah. Right on. I'm a Joker guy, dude. You know that. Yeah. 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 Speaking of which, did I talk about Batman on the last episode? Did I? The new Batman? I think you talked a little bit about okay. it. Okay. So I'm really trying to watch my mouth now because I listened to that last podcast and I sound like a pissed off 17-year-old teenager. So I'm going to tone back my Fs and Ds, but that movie fucking sucked. Like, that is three hours. I've heard mixed. Three hours, I'm never getting back. That's wrong. Two hours, 52 minutes. Three, never getting back. Ever. Ever. Not coming back. Totally gone. I've, I've heard mixed reviews. I've heard some people say, you know, it creates a very good story for the next one, so I'm okay with it. And then people just absolutely shitting on it. There's not mm -hmm. much in between. Well... My thing, and, and so you you know me. I've talked movies with you before and TV shows and stuff. Like if I really get into something, 
I like to look up the direct, it get a little weird, right? I want to know why you did it the way you did it, right? right? Where'd you draw it from? So once I watched the movie, I'm like, dude, this is literally the worst Batman movie ever. Like, it was god-awful. Like, it, it literally had, like, a punk scene from 99. Like, that's what the whole vibe of the movie was. And so I look it up, and I find out the director wanted to do his own style of Batman and not follow the DC universe. Ooh. Borrow the characters, but his own origin stories, his own this, his own that. I'm like, bro. I'm not like don't like don't die or anything, but maybe break a leg. Yeah, I don't like. What are you well, doing? It's like, you gotta also remember how good the last four Mm-mm. true Batman movies are. Dark Knight were the only good ones. Okay, so you can go with the pre pre origin Batman, right. right? Like like you know Val Kilmer, George Clooney. Right. Uh, who's the other one? Um, oh my god Jack Frost What was his name? That didn't come to me oh. The other Batman No Val Kimmer, George Clooney And uh, the other one That I can't remember um, But when you go to The Heath Ledger uh, Joker Oh my god I mean that movie is Great And I love that um, comic book rendition yes. Of the Joker right? And then but you then, go to the one with the bang Leto Leto's Joker in Suicide Squad. It's that is my Takashi Six Nine Joker love monkey. Really? Yes. yes. See, I thought it was good. Yeah. And he plays the craziness. So here, of Joker. here here's my thing but, that everybody always gets mad at me about is like when I look at these superhero movies, I look at them like in real fucking life. Okay. Like if this were real life, if there were some crazy clown kingpin. That ran a gangster underworld. Would it look like Heath Ledger or Larry Jet or Jared Leto? Tattoos, the diamonds, the whole. Well, yeah, you see all that on his side, but the Heath Ledger, and then, he's always got some crazy outfit on. Yeah, and, and no, I do not. I do not doubt. So I actually, have, I'll show you this poster. Aaron won't let me put it up because it scares her. So I have the clown family poster, and it's Jack Nicholson, oh, Heath Ledger, God. and Jared Leto. And, like, Jared Leto's sitting down, Jack Nicholson's holding his shoulder, and Jared Leto's over the top like this, <laughs> and it's in black and white. Oh. It is. So I've got this whole I've got this whole chest tattoo plan, this whole Joker sequence, like, evolution series thing that's going to happen. You know, like, the evolution of man. I'm yeah. doing it with Jokers. Yeah. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fun. I, ju- I just think on the, on the Suicide Squad one, I feel like it's just so, they're, they're trying so hard. Well, they didn't give them enough time. Well, yeah, they didn't grow him. Yeah. Like if you'd have grown him, I think, I think yeah. it'd have been, it'd have been something else. Because did you ever watch that Zack Snyder extended cut thing, that yeah. four-hour-long Justice League movie? Yeah. Him in the end, when he looks at Bruce and he goes, "Bruce, yep," and he's all like, "Twit, you need that. Mm-hmm. Run that." Well, yeah, you need to show that kind of socio. Where his tattoos are scratched off yeah. his face, like the crazy yeah. stuff. Yeah, show all. But. The thing about that is the Heath Ledger Joker, that's him the whole movie. Yeah, that I was... I mean, that dude is now, talking into your I soul. Will, I will say, now I was never a comic book junkie, so yeah. I, I can't operate on that level. But from what I know, comic books of the Joker, okay? I don't care how you paint him, what outfit he wears, this and that. That, that mm-hmm. was page to film Joker. Yeah. Origin store, everything, right? It's amazing. Yeah. He was just wanted... Pure anarchy and chaos. Mm-hmm. 
and it became a game between him and Batman. Like that's that's the Joker story. Yeah. Everybody gets weird and away from that, mm-hmm. right? That's the Joker story. That's like why in Suicide Squad, when uh, they show the cut scene where he's laughing in the car with Harley Quinn, yeah. and she goes, oh, "He's here to ruin the party." <laughs> Like, oh, is that when feel, they were driving? Yeah, the you city? can okay, feel yeah. the history. He's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, that was fun, but you don't grow on any of it, right. you know. And then you get that stupid ass Harley Quinn movie, yeah. and it, like, pray, I don't know, whatever. I, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. So the cigar's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're there now. Yeah. Um, one thing I remember about these Mexican experiments, and it's not like it's just that cigar, right? Um, Mexican tobacco really plays around mm-hmm. a lot, right? So anytime you're playing with San Andreas, you have this super, and you've tasted across everything. There's either a potency of spice or this weird mixture of a cool, calm, and a spice. Mm-hmm. Now that cool and calm, I, I can't ever put a, a, a thing to it. It's Because uh, it, I don't want to say dumbed down or subtle because it's not. It's, it's collectively nice. <laughs> it's... Milk chocolate. That that's what it really is. When when it's that more, you know, dumbed down San Andreas, that that's what it is. I mean it's chocolatey with a little bit of you could throw cinnamon at it if you wanted to. Um like this is creamy. I could get that. I would go with chocolate wafer though. But again, that could be that could just be the spice playing it. Right. Yeah, right. See that's fine. Open it up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So one thing about this, when we smoked them, right? Mm-hmm. We'll do my first box, right? Versus the age ones you brought. The Sandres presents a very, what I like to call white spice now, mm-hmm. or like white pepper, is what just, it rides the sides of your tongue, yeah. right? Not really anything crazy in the retro. Doesn't really hang out, but it just coats the sides of your tongue. It's not a palate holding. This still has that, but it's concentrated. Like it's, it's still sitting mm-hmm. right now on the sides of my tongue. It's not It's not arguing at all. Like, so it's almost, it's gotten more potent while it's hanging out. In yeah. the age a little bit. Yeah? Yeah. Do you still get, well, we'll wait a little longer for that so we can get into it a little bit. <laughs> but So we had some good news this morning. Um, <laughs> La Karim Bellicosofino yes. is back for the second yes. time in two years, twice. So you had the 18 and 19, 18 being the first release, and then you had 21, and now 22 is coming. Um, kind of a unique mutt blend, this one. I uh, read the blend info on it, a little, little different. Um, I'm actually ordering some as we speak. Fantastic. Still still excited on it. Um, being made out of a factory in Santiago that I'm not really familiar with. Huh. If you read the article, not really familiar with it. Not sure who it is. No, it, may, it could be one of Ernie's Ernie's one-off things. Or I shouldn't say one-off. Maybe one of his his uh, true true rolling factories. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but hmm. I'm excited to try this. I feel like uh, the previous ones have gotten such a sweet spice, like you like to call it that cotton candy type of uh, yeah, cotton candy rock. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's spicy and it's sweet, but it just, yeah. it does this everywhere. Yeah. And it hangs out so much. I don't, I don't understand. I don't get love, it. Love dogs. Yeah. Oh, she's my favorite person in the world, but I don't understand why she licks the thing. It. Anyway. 
Um, so, so we're smoking outside. We are smoking outside. We gotta get out. We gotta get our next pour though. Okay. Do you want to do another one of those? No. No, you'll move over. Yeah. So we gotta change glasses for the other one, yep. just for the picture, because yeah, we fucking absolutely yeah. have to. Of course. And it's fun to pour them, because you don't know how much is going in my glass. But, you know. Oops. Um, so I'm gonna let uh, Drew kind of pour this for us, but I'm gonna talk about this because we've been talking about this for a couple of about a week now, right? A couple of weeks. What? Right? This when, bottle? When we got prominent, we started talking about it every day. Oh, I mean, we started so, talking about it when Rusty was in that one day when we did the old Forrester tasting before we even brought it in. Oh, that's that kind true. Of kickstarted yeah, like yeah. a year ago. Wow, it has been that long. Yeah. Oh, and then I brought it back up because we were in KC. Yes. That's yes. right. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right, here. You take these. Okay, so in the Old Forester line, you know, I know a lot of people are, are fans of Old Forester through and through. Um, I'm particular on mine. I love the bottle and bond. Um, I, I actually do enjoy the 1920, the, the big heavy proof. Um, and, of course, everybody loves birthday bourbon or says they do just so they can drink it, right? Yeah. Um, one of the bottles that always stood out to me when it came... Oh, and then don't forget their rye. Old Forester rye is... Uh, it's perfect. I have no idea. Let's just go there. Here. Oh, you'll have it. Um, but, uh... So, the Statesman bottle. The Statesman bottle was created. It was actually... It was a whiskey that was already in formation. But the name Statesman came from the... Um, Kingsman movie series... When they did the Statesman and it moved and it moved in, uh, when they went down to Texas, Statesman's Old Forester, what was what was what was there? Um, so of course, you know, I'm a Kingsman fan. I like the goofy movies. Saw the bottle, went out, got it, and uh, it's been one of my favorite Old Foresters. Well, I very quickly, and Drew and I have talked about this. We've a bunch of people have kind of been talking about it. You're seeing less and less of it. So I was curious as to, and I wondered why. Um, well, we're starting to see across the social medias and platforms and things like that, that, um, uh, hang on, sorry. Oh, sorry. You get these crazy, uh, emails and stuff. Oh yeah. Um, we're starting to see that maybe the whiskey is going to be reworked or it's going to be a different bottle placement. So we were talking about it for... Uh, a year at least and then when I was in Kansas City last week we had the last of the only bottle available at the Majestic um, and I was like damn so I started digging around trying to find it couldn't find it so Scooby Drew dropped by the local store here this morning and saw him and not only did he pick them up he dug for him yeah talked and they were only like 15 bottles 50 bucks a bottle yeah I mean the bottle when I went to buy one in Kansas City it was 112 and I was like ah one of the, you know what I can do with $12 right now? A lot. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. You know, I can go buy 12 mil Diaz Maritos, okay? Yeah. Like, I can go do that, yeah. literally. <laughs> you know, but we got it. It's here. We got yeah. the bottle. I'm excited about it. Very. So, let's Jeez. cheers on that. And of course, when I was down in Louisville last year, I think you guys have seen these pictures. I got these pitch black Glen Cairns. Let's say old Forster on them. And they're the most deceptive, deceptive Glen Cairns in the world. Yeah. Dude, smell that. The nose, dude. That is cherries. It is cherries and florals. Yeah. You know those. Actually, this thing smells like an edible arrangement. You know those like chocolate covered uh, cherries that you put under your Christmas the, tree. The the with the stuff on top. The, the, cream. the little cream. Yes. That's what that's. Dude. Cherries. That is. <laughs> 
Oh. Dude. It's better now than it was last week. Dude. At least I have it now. It's not that's mine. Yeah. It's going to be fucking great. Yeah. Um, all right. I had a fun question that came through. And uh, I'll let you go and then and then I'll go. And okay. try and think about this. Professionally, you're a tobacconist. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like we're, we're both professionally tobacconists. Think about this as a tobacconist and as a consumer. Okay. Okay. And kind of blend your answer. All right. Because this one's interesting for me, right? And I and I, I I researched it this morning. I got and I saw where people were pulling this from. In a cigar, you have three categories. Okay, mm-hmm. hear me out. This is the question: What's the difference between the body, the flavor, and the strength? Wow. All right. Who asked that one? I'll tell you when we're done. <laughs> Somebody I know. Yeah. Is it Ryan? Uh-huh. Okay. So, which one do you want me to start? No, no, okay. So, as retailer, when I'm thinking body, flavor, they kind of mix together just because there's a lot of people out there that take body as strength, right? Yeah. So, you kind of got to break it down in bigger portions for them. So, as a retailer, I mean, Body and strength, you're thinking of the amount of smoke it's producing, the amount of flavor you're getting, the density of that smoke. Um, perfect example, the Crown Head Court that just released last fall. I mean, that thing is meaty. You have a extremely thick smoke on that cigar. That is full body. Especially for the size variance, too. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that Petit Edmundo, the amount of smoke that thing puts off and how thick it is, incredible. That's what she said. Um, then in strength, you get to, okay, Smoking something like the champagne. Literally, it's just smoke coming in and out, right? It's what what it feels like. Um, Then you get to, like, something like the judge by my father. What? what Grab it. Oh, okay. You get to something like the judge, and, I mean, strength-wise, you feel that right above that nose, above the eyes. You can feel the nicotine kick in that cigar. Right. Now, me as a consumer... Where it goes is, okay, something could be full-bodied. So there you go. Well, we've been loving the appendix by Jake Wyatt. Good good luck. That has a ton of flavor, but where people confuse it is when you say full body, they think spice. Yeah. Not always the truth. Okay, so with the appendix by Jake Wyatt, it's a Connecticut. Full body, full flavor. You get a lot of cream. Extremely smooth. Little hint spice here and there. Nothing crazy. Tons of smoke output. That's your body. That's your that's your kind of spice flavor. Uh, then you get strength. It's a mild ass cigar. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of how I break that down from both sides of it. Okay. Uh, it's it's if you're wanting to really think about it and learn about that, that's how you do it. Uh, yeah. But it's also hard because you're trying to run someone through the humidor. They might not always have a lot of time to go True. through it. All right, so let me pause this real quick, okay. and I want you to talk like as a consumer yourself real quick, and then I'll jump into it, okay. and then I'll let him go as well from yeah. the consumer side. All right, so hang on, guys. We're going to pause this real quick. Check this out from Stone Tribe, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Stone Tribe on the Craft and Puro podcast. Download our brand new song, Island Time, and help us raise money for United Cerebral Palsy. 25% of our profits go to help families pay for desperately needed medical equipment and procedures. 
Connect with Stone Tribe at stonetribemusic.com for music and the latest Stone Tribe merch. All right, guys, we're back. Uh, our second co-host found it, finally showed up. <laughs> <laughs> yes! He's here! It's about time. Sorry. Yeah, don't worry about it. All right, so he is uh, he's pouring that Henry Sipe so he can try that start there. And then uh, he's also going to cut in and light up the ME2. Um, so in the question we were in, careful, stud. No, 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 just push it down. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. Good to go. All right. Um, go back to that and do the consumer side as a consumer, right? So if, if you are looking at, I don't know how to push that, like strength, flavor, and body. I mean, start with flavor. It comes down to what you like. Mm -hmm. For me, I'm looking for something that's, most of the time, I'm looking for something that's spicy as hell. I need black pepper, even baking spices. Um, that that's where I come. That's what I look for when I am a consumer. Um, body wise, I hate something that I'm sitting there. I'm taking a four or five second draw, and it's just a little bit of smoke. Mm -hmm. He <laughs> uh, To me, uh, your your flavor in the cigar comes from the smoke. The more smoke, the more flavor I'm getting. Yeah. So that that's where I'm at at that. Strength. I could. I need medium plus. I mean, I'll go mild. We've we've actually started dabbling into a lot more mild stuff. Yes. Recently, um, just because I feel like a lot of consumers there, there's a lot of new customers out there. Yes. It's you're still in the boom. So, trying all this really mild stuff that could still be full-bodied uh, it's it's a lot of fun so I, I don't cut it off anywhere i'm looking f usually for something medium plus more on the full full strength side um but you can also with how much we smoke we get very very tired of smoking something that strong all the time you kind of limit yourself to two cigars a day if you're smoking full strength full body cigars all day um so I don't know. For me, it's a feel thing. What am I feeling that day? So when that question comes together, right, and I'm going to blend my two together, um, I think that breaking down body and flavor, you're just going to confuse somebody. Mm -hmm. um, now, uh, more and more people are learning the difference between body and strength, and they're not comparing. You know, you'll hear someone say, well, I don't like a full-bodied cigar. It's too strong. Yep. You know, and that question comes in, it's like, well, do you not like how heavy the smoke is? The amount of smoke? No, no, I love that. The cigar's too strong. Okay. Then you like full so body. So you like full body. You just don't prefer large strength, right? Or full strength. When you're looking at strength, literally take that. If you don't want to think too hard into it, how does the cigar make you feel? Right? That's the effect of the cigar. How do you feel after, during, and smoking that cigar? Right? Body, body is your density of smoke. Body is how much smoke you're going to have. You don't get flavor without combustion of the tobacco, right? That's mm -hmm. where the smoke comes in. Then it's up to you to pick, you know, the flavors you have, right? 
you know, we can always tell someone if there's a spice a spice level to it, if there's a sweet level to Absolutely. it, if there's a earthy, oaky, woody yeah. flavor. You know, you can do that. But then leave it there, right? That's that's where I go. Like you don't don't dial it in yeah. because then you can you can push someone away, you can excite someone, and then they get their hopes up, you get them right down. Yeah. But I think coining a three step, like if, instead of just strength and body, putting flavor in there, also being a tobacconist, working inside the industry. 99% of the time when someone asks you for a flavor, what's the first thing that runs through your mind? The term flavor, what's it become? Madison. It's become infusions, yeah. right? And it's not that it's not that the industry or customers or the mad Russian goes in and goes, hey, I want a uh, apple flavored cigar. That didn't change it. No. The marketing, right? Right? CAO flavors. Right, the marketing behind the tobacco took that term and made it what it is. Well, you know, it's so people, adding people that term, in, they they say, "I want something with flavor." Mm-hmm. Well, okay, you're gonna get flavor on every single cigar, whether it's good or not. Do you want something flavored, or do you want something with really, really good, rich flavors? Right. So that's that's the confusion I think on the consumer side when they hear somebody say, "Ah, oh, this cigar's got great flavor." Right. So Mad Rush, in, in that same, so we had a question that was asked um, when I put that little thing up on Instagram last night, and they asked, um, what's the difference between strength, flavor, and body, right? So as a consumer, okay, do you break your cigars down that way? Do you break down your strength, flavor, and body, or are you a strength and body guy? Or are you just, let's smoke it and figure it out? <laughs> Actually, I think maybe I'm still um, smoking figure it up, but except that I, I, um, I, at this point, I have enough experience and exposure that that I'm, 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 I'm pretty far ahead of the curve. Um, flavor is harder to discern when it's. Well, I mean, it, it's a lot of that's pretty subjective, unless it's something that that that's artificially flavored, and I don't like those. Right. That I mean, I, I don't I don't want a sour apple cigar. Right. <laughs> I, knew, I knew that'd get him. <laughs> Go get your uh, green pucker vodka. <laughs> oh jeez, was it lit pucker? Uh, something like lit that. Or something. <laughs> Stupid shit. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, and I, I think that's where it can get weird. If you start blending those terms, we're just going to fall right back into strength and body, yeah. right? Like tobacconists, everybody has worked so hard. Even even guys like I've been sitting with, with the Russian when he's told somebody, he's like, no, 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 no don't, don't put those two together. You know, like even uh, smokers, just, you know, enthusiasts, like people that aren't inside the industry every day that have to deal with people every day. Even they're now like, no, they're two different. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. been learned. You know, like a, a mass knowledge has been dumped mm-hmm. on cigar smokers. And they're like, hell yeah. But there are big name people, you know, these these tasting experts and um, these, these brand in, ambassadors that are starting to try and create this third parallel that is taste or flavor. To draw flavor out, to, to try and... So basically what, what I'll tell you when we're done here, because I'm not going to put anybody on blast, the reference that it was, and it's really interesting to us because I'll tell you when we're done, is a 
tasting and brand ambassador for a very large company was discussing cigars and he said that one thing you have to do is to differentiate your strength from your body and everybody was like oh well yeah of course and then he goes and then your flavor and you saw heads go this way and I'm like, here's the thing, okay? If, if you're a taster, right? You're, you're, you're a master taster. You're, you know, you're working with the biggest names in the factories to make sure the product is what it is consistently, consistently, over and over and over and over. Think about bourbon, right? Your tasters, right? They go through and they're checking barrel after barrel after barrel after barrel. When it's ready, it's ready, it goes, right? And obviously they're good at their job because some of that shit never misses, right? Yeah. There's a reason Buffalo Trace tastes the same year after year after year after year, right? Yeah. There are people that do that, okay? Do you know how many of those people exist in the world? <laughs> the ones that work there, that's how many, right? Yeah, like, yeah. There's, there's not a lot of them. And what you can do is I think you can confuse the enthusiast, right? If someone just likes to have a drink and smoke a cigar, or they have a cigar that they like, and you try to make that too technical for them, you're going to ruin an experience. Yeah. You're going to take it away. Oh, then they're just going to sit there and think. The you know what time. I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's not the point. You know, like, it's like when you walk into a cigar lounge and there's not a clock on the wall. Right? You know why? Because you're not there to fucking watch time. Right? right? You already know. Cutting in line, that's not a cigarette. You got more than four minutes, right? You got time. Sit and enjoy it. You know, but I, I think trying to add that third tier in there, you're just going to confuse and and push people. You're gonna you're gonna make people think too hard, and they'll they'll start falsifying what they're what they're thinking or tasting. Like I've said before, we joke about taste notes on a bottle. The reason I don't read bottles, because I can turn a bottle towards you. You can read the bottle. We all drink it, and I'll put my liver on it. Everyone says they taste something on that label. Right. You know what I mean? It's suggestiveness. Or su- su- suggest is that a word? Suggestiveness? Suggestive. It's influential. Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. Big words. But yeah, I don't we smoke cigars. I don't matter for that. But there is a there is a segment of the consumer base that 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 enjoys that side of it. Yeah. So when you start looking at people who think I'm sure you've seen them, you know, the, the breweries that, that, that specialize in, in, in IPAs. I, I saw it every time I went into a, a, a Dogfish Head brewery. Don't you shit on Dogfish Head. They sit there. There, there are people who, who, who will, 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 will sip and compare IBUs. And okay, I'm going to go on a limb here and say that's bonkers. Uh, <laughs> it's beer, okay? So just uh, drink it, right? Like, uh, you know... But they, but they measure. There, are people I've, I've seen who, who, who measure peated scotch that way too, and, and some they want, they want some sort of metric, and, and that's, that's part of analyzing that is, is, is kind of their way of, of, of connecting with it. And I agree with that. I, I know those people exist, right? But again, how many of them are there? In cigars, probably not many. If you got a room of a hundred people, there's eight, maybe ten. But I don't know how you. I, I I'm just not familiar with with, with, with with a method for quantifying the the flavor compounds in, in in a cigar. I mean, you can you can change the the, the, the composition. I'm I'm not either. But I don't know how you. But but I don't know how how, how how you turn that into a metric, and that's. I yeah, and that's that's I guess that's kind of my point to it. And look, 
I'll be the first one to tell you. I've always used this. I've said this a million times in the industry. I have been doing this a very long time, right? I've been smoking cigars a very long time. I've been a nerd about tobacco a very long time, okay? I have spent a lot of time with Drew professionally and just smoking. I've spent a lot of time with you just smoking. Both of your palates, your understanding of tobacco are comparable to mine. It doesn't, it, it doesn't, there, there's no argument there at all, right? Now, depthness of understanding, some things maybe more than other, right? But there's nothing to say. He's younger. There's nothing to say in a couple of years. You develop this substantial palate where you just start picking. It, I'm, I'm being serious. Yeah, You're younger. Yeah. Like, it, it, you could wake up at 26 and suddenly smoke a cigar and be like, oh my God. I mean, if it makes you feel better, I just got burnt popcorn. So, there you I'll go. I'll tell you about that in a minute. Yeah, but that's a I was little bit say different. caramel I mean, popcorn, see, but it's good. I was just thinking of another comparison, like Scoville units, for people who, who, who like hot sauce. Yeah. I mean, th- and, th- and that's different than someone who just likes to it and right. pick up the flavor. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Well, I'll tell you right but now, there's different flavors in hot what sauce. I'm, Don't get me started What I'm getting at is I have never been one. Like, if you're in a position somewhere, you obviously earned it. Okay? Right? Or you're just... Uh, Anna Sorkin character and you work your way in, right? Um, <laughs> she fascinates the shit out of me. Sorry. And, um, but also, I think, I think, a lot, especially in the cigar and even the whiskey industry, I think people of influence will say different things to try and create a draw for it yeah. to start a niche that, and I understand that. I think that's business. Everyone's done that, right? To gain somewhere. You got to kind of start a little different topic that becomes conversation yeah. or it becomes ridiculed. It, it does. That's just how it works. But I really, really think in cigars, that's a bad idea. Trying to add that third layer because then you're going to have people that are, like you said, they're going to overthink it. Like the joy is going to leave the product. Well, and it's kind of on the same thing with rarity. There is a certain company out there a couple of them actually that have started to all of them <laughs> that have started to come out and tell people this is rare that is rare what we have you will not get again you will never experience something like this again well we can joke the cameroon story right yeah yeah people people claiming that they're one of a few that are growing cameroon rapper well there's only three fucking people that are actually growing african rapper right. everyone else has a seed yeah Right? Which, it's if you do same. it right, it can taste really damn close. If you can do it right, it tastes better. There right. are some places that I'm honestly taste better. Uh, like Honda, oh. I was going to say, Honda, <laughs> Honda and Cameroon is, yeah. is insane. Actually, it's you know, but it's the same argument with Connecticut, right? For the longest time, they didn't lie. They weren't fibbing. No. You know, it was like, this is our City. Connecticut shade wrapper. And everyone's like, oh, is it a real Connecticut? You're like, oh. yeah. But if you're CK from Connecticut, <laughs> if you're smoking enough, you can really pick that out. Are those authentic Cubans? Yeah, right. Seeds from Cuba, right? So, like with the the Camacho Connecticut, you can tell immediately that thing is not Connecticut, Connecticut. You are not in the valley, right? It's not in the actual state no, of yeah. Connecticut. You you can just tell that in the flavor of that cigar. Then you go to someone like. Probably not a lot of you have heard of it, but Battleground Cigars. Mm-hmm. They are legitimately from Connecticut. They mm-hmm. own a field. They grow their own Connecticut. You can taste that true... I sent the, uh, I sent the rep from there, a bunch of 
cracked beer pot. Yeah. He's, yeah. He stopped in a couple I months know, ago. He hit me up when he came good. by there. Yeah, because yeah, he bought some. Yeah. And then he yeah. asked about them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they are, that is true. They're great. Uh, Jonathan Drew, Drew Estate. They they have they have property rights in Connecticut. Uh, obviously, Pippin does. Like, we well, know it's, that it's kind of the same thing with like Cameroon. Even though they might not have their own field there, they are buying true Connecticut. Hundred percent, hundred percent. They're 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 buying it right. Actually, it's like it's like leasing fields. Since, mm-hmm. since you brought that up, I mean the the the, the Cameroon tobacco cigar that that I'm excited about now is supposed to come out this month as the second release of the Black Label. Hyena. Yes. I, yes. I missed it last year because I deliberately didn't buy it online because because I wanted to support the local brick and mortar. Oh, in case I didn't tell you, that's your black label hookup. This dude's got lizard kings, all kinds of crazy shit. Oh, Just, cool. They doesn't smell. I, I have yeah. some fun ones you should try. Like I have with me right now, actually. I'll but, trade trade you something. But but that particular one, I, the only reason I, I, I didn't buy it <laughs> last year when when I when it was offered to me was because I was a a, a, a local shop. With what they said was it was it was it was an established relationship with the brand was definitely gonna get five boxes and I was gonna. Oh no, that shop. One was gonna be mine and and, uh, and it okay. didn't it didn't work out so sad. So yeah. uh, as a result, I missed out. So this one they 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 they, they say these people who who did were able to compare it to the to last year's release said that this one's even better. So well, James has been showing it off with his. You know, billion dollar collection of Jordans and and Airflow Nikes and stuff. Um, yeah, they do. Um, I don't know if it's still this, but last I had talked with them, every other year they get X amount of Cameroon wrapper that's shipped in. It's grown. It's grown, picked, peeled, and shipped. So, what's actually really interesting about that is. So you know you know in a whiskey barrel have your angel share right your devil share and then you're gonna evaporate and lose alcohol over time, right? Well, with tobacco when you peel on it and ship it, depending when you ship it, the top this top the sides and the bottom could dry out, right? Especially you're coming across the water, salt it, it could dry out. So you're losing a yield when that wrapper and it's wrapper right. Remember that it's it's wrapper. So it's already sensitive, and you're losing those tobaccos when they come over. So you'll lose a yield, right? You're not going to get everything, or your yield won't be as large as you thought it'd be because of loss of, of, of or damages and loss, you know. But it's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. What do you think of that, uh, Sipes? Well, you didn't make it right. What? I didn't make it right. No, no, you didn't make it right. That's not your. You didn't. You're, you're not a part of the. No. Okay. No, it was a birthday present. No. Yeah. Okay. It was my my aunt's boyfriend. <laughs> well, I was just trying to think of how to. You know. No, my Tell aunt's boyfriend. No, my, my, my aunt's uh, boyfriend went to the store and he was like, "Yeah, it's some uh, solid stuff. I brought I'm, you back a bottle for your birthday. Here you go." I'm well. I'm I'm. I'm sorry. I, I hate it. Like, really? I I, 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 it it it's like drinking a campfire. I, I kind of. Wow. Hmm. I didn't get it that hot. No, it's I, it's I, smoky. It's it's aged in a smoke barrel. Right? It actually it, it 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 actually overpowers the the, the, the cigar, and I, I I really do like this cigar, but but I can't even taste the cigar after I take a sip from that. It, it's it, it reminds me of like, um, yeah, like 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 smelling my clothes after standing around a campfire. 
and I, and, I, and I, it's it, it's it's overwhelming. I, I, um, that KFC, man, I love that you don't like that. And I, it's great. It's <laughs> fun. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. fun. That's I was I talking like. about putting that in a decanter, keeping it. Yeah, taking the, I was actually talking about taking the can. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, it's good, man. I think it's super unique. You know, being its own small little. Mm -hmm. Small little thing, you know, right against the Jolly Green Giant. And that's, I think, the thing that I keep in mind is it's small. That you don't, you probably won't see it on the shelf here. So why not? Yeah, I buy it too, everyone. I think it's it it, it it's nice that, I mean, and they're doing something it's different. Good. Yeah, and I'm interested to see as it kind of sits, get some air in, and what changes with it. If it picks up more sweetness, if it gets smokier, you know. Yeah, dude, this. Little, little this, splash. This statesman is. Uh, Drew is able to lock down a couple bottles of statesman. Yeah. So pour this next. Yeah. I inadvertently went hunting on my way over here. So and I okay. To stumble uh, upon two bottles. Soifer. Okay. Uh, sorry, Russian. Um, why don't you go at the cigar? I think that when the when the, the, the smokiness from the from the, the bourbon sort of dissipates, uh, I I think one of the, the the positive effects is it brings out some of the the, the sweeter qualities mm -hmm. of the tobacco. Uh, with without it, and now it's hard to, to, to separate what, what whether the, the what the impact is, but but I really like the the, the earthy quality in this. Uh, it's not. There, there are some. There, there are some Tatawai releases that are just naturally sweet. Yeah. Um, and and this is so different. Uh, I, 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 I'd I like say, that. I'd say almost every Sumatra from Tat. I've just thought as sweet as can be, and I think it's amazing. So I'm. And and sometimes I mean sometimes that, that, that that's too much. I I, I I debated that on like like the not not this year's yellow Las Calaveras, but the, the the purple one. Yeah. Uh, that one was 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 one of the sweetest ones that I think they've they've they've, they've released, and I yeah. and I I ultimately didn't really like it, but um, uh, but it, I, I I wouldn't want that all the time. So it's nice to see, you know, the, 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 this kind of variation. Right. So you have smoked that at least a few times before, correct? Yes. So did you listen to the podcast, me, Cowboy, Viking, at uh, Stanley's a couple weeks ago? Uh, it's, in, it's in my queue. Sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm... Hey, don't say sorry to me. Say sorry to him. <laughs> what? So with you having smoked this before... We, we kind of got on a topic, which I want to bring up since we were actually outside today. Yes, we have to jump on this. Yes. Excuse me. What? Have you noticed a change in that cigar? Obviously, it's a bit older than what you probably smoked before. But have you noticed a change in the cigar outside compared to you sitting in a lounge or just indoor smoking? I've actually never considered that, but... He blew minds last week, man. Like, Dude, it literally... I, I, the end of the episode last week, it was really fun. Or not last, the week before. We didn't do one last week. The week before, at the end of the episode, he goes, hey, I have a question, but it's probably going to be episode length worthy. And I'm like, ah, we got time. Go ahead. He goes, 
Do you judge your cigars or pick your cigars based on whether you're inside a controlled environment or outside? And I went, no. I was the only one that said no. But no, no, Cowboy said no. Oh, he did. Yeah, but then he retracted, he redacted. Yeah, he was then like, we got talking about it and he... But there is a difference, <laughs> though. I mean, here, we're, we're really free of influence. If you were smoking, if, if there were a an apple pucker cigar and you're sitting next to me smoking that it's really not going to change alter my experience because i'm you're not close enough that i'm going to smell it that's interesting the, the yeah. smell of another cigar or a pipe smoker dude yeah. yeah every time someone lights a pop pipe in the shop my head turns immediately like fred one last night yeah, yeah freddie yeah. yeah. and i've never i've never sat in a, in a cigar lounge where someone started smoking pot but I've heard people complain about it. They're very unhappy about that. Well, because whoever they, does that should shut that lounge down. Yeah. That tends to be a, the, the, the dominant smell. You know, the and 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 I don't. So I don't know what that's like. But but I I, I understand why, why why someone wouldn't want that. So for you, it's more of a when I'm in a lounge, the smell of a cigar could alter kind of what you're tasting and everything. Well, yeah, and 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 I think if I were by myself in a, in, a, in an enclosed space, um, uh, it's a lot more concentrated. Like, like mm-hmm. for example, when when we were doing, when we were together, uh, in in my dining room, we were all smoking the, the same thing. It, 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 I, I did actually. I've never taken the time to to, to consider it. But. I I had neither. The cowboy did have a funny joke though. He goes, "Well, maybe that's why your golf game sucks so bad. Huh. You're out there." golfing smoking 90 hammers i'm like well happens you know what whatever <laughs> but no but i mean i made the same same kind of joke i was like you know i don't i don't come outside with a cigar i've been so excited about I've never had before that i want to want to smoke it i want to taste it. i want i don't come outside with that i was like i'll lock myself in a closet with no fan or ac and just swim in it yeah. like i want to i want to know i get that but you made a really good point too yeah in a lounge, if you've got a group of 10 people sitting together smoking Kohonu Broadleafs, right? And then over there by the window, there's one or two individuals, and this is not a bash on ass, okay? That's not what I'm saying. Smoking an infused flavored cigar, mm-hmm. right? I don't care how big your group is. Those sugars are going to cut through all that. You're going to draw them in. Yeah. So that would alter your smoke. Yeah. Right? I think that's the only yeah. that's the only one off, right? Or a pipe, you know? Like he was smoking that cherry Cavendish well, last for, night, for and me you that, smelt it. Especially that Cavendish, everywhere. since that is such a potent tobacco. Yeah. I honestly, the only time I pick it up when and I'm sat right next to Freddie while he's doing it. The only time I pick it up is right when he lights it, mm. or he packs something new. That's the only time well, I ever smell. I look at pipe, like when as far as as far as the essence and the smoke of it. Pipe is like a sense that you plug in, right? You smell it directly when you walk by, right? But then when you change a room and come back, you smell it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I could see that. I could see it. But I, I still, I, I've never really... And like right now is not bad. There's no wind. Right. You know what I mean? So we're not losing anything. Like the, the smoke's coming back at us. You know what I mean? There's no see, wind. And I, I really think that there's a that there's an impact even, even in a... In a in in a well ventilated place with with high ceilings like lit, you're not. I mean, there are places where you're you're sitting in in a, in a cloud and you just mm-hmm. ex- 
you accept that as part of the experience, but that's not the case in a place. Well, like, I can think that's detrimental too. Yeah, but yeah. that's also not, not not the case in a place like 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 lit. The the, the furniture doesn't really absorb. No. Nope. But um, you know, I, I I can I can see that being a factor though. Yeah, I mean, there's some, there's something to be said. I mean, I get it. Don't get me wrong. Well, then Barry made a really interesting point. He even came at it from the aspect of strength of cigar. Mm-hmm. He smokes whenever he's outside. He smokes light cigars, mild mild cigars, light body. What? Was that for golfing? No, he said outside, outside. Period. But the thing with that is, with light cigars, say they're mild and medium body. Okay. It is so light at that point, just the smallest amount of air can take that out of your mouth. You're not tasting anything. You're just smoking. So I feel like, and hey, Barry knows his stuff. That that was fun to play with on that, on that podcast with him. Um, but I feel like if you did, I feel like I would reverse it. I'm saving my lighter stuff to where I am secluded. I am inside. There's no wind, no altering factors into what I'm tasting there. And then save the super strong stuff. For when I'm outside, I would either way you're picking something. Up. Right, I would agree with that because inside a controlled environment is because look, look, and and sometimes with mild cigars, right, that's where you find a lot of your silky, mm-hmm. sweet, offset candies and chocolates. You'll find those in the smoke, right? But if you're outside, the wind blows just gone, right? I'm smoking. If I'm outside now, granted. 95% of what I smoke is would be too strong for like all we all smoke in the right. same rain, realm right but if you got a buddy that doesn't really smoke often like I'm not trying to put him to bed you know like, he's going to smoke something else but that's it's just it's curious you know but I've also never I will say this I never have if I've never had it before and it's something I'm excited about I don't go outside and smoke it I don't I don't. I don't know. I've. I've never done that. Yeah, I don't know that, if that was subconsciously. Yeah, but isn't that the same thing as, as what you're trying to do with, with 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 retro? Because you're you're trying to get well a more concentrated. Glad version. you brought that up because that brings up our next question that was asked. Okay. How many times do you retro when you smoke a cigar, and should you or should you not retro? Who wants to go? I'll go. Okay. Did I, dang, did I teach you to retro, or did you know how to retro? No, I never did okay. it before. Okay. Right. Before I met See, you. You've okay. taught both of us. So, I congrats. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'm just curious, because when I, I, I taught you the right way. I'm yeah. going to tell you how someone... I'll, I'll tell you what's going on. Yeah. So, I'll start with should you or should you not. I'm going to say it's personal preference. Because a lot of guys, even if you do it right, you can, you can just burn your palate out. Depends on how you're doing it, what the cigar is, right? So I'm, I'm going to leave that up to personal preference. Uh, as to the amount of times, I usually do twice in a cigar. It is the very start, and then right when you get into the meat of it, right when it starts switching in that complexity, switching those flavors, I do it again, and then I let it roll out the rest of the time. I don't, I don't try to do it again, because if you get too close to the end, it's going to be real hot, and your palate's probably shot for the day. Okay, all right, Mark. Uh, to, to, mostly, I, I I agree with that. I mean, as you were describing that, I was thinking about. Uh, it just reminded me of, of a time I was at a distillery, and I'm taking the the, the Glencairn 
and I put my nose in it. So um, I have a I have a sinus condition, so periodically I have to have a, a surgery to remove a polyps that, that block the nasal passages. And so and 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 one of the obvious side effects is is it impacts the ability to, to smell things. And this guy put his hand on my shoulder and t- told me that I'm doing it wrong because I put my nose in the glass. <laughs> like you're gonna burn out your sense of smell. Like like hey, you know you do you boo boo. <laughs> that, that's a <laughs> hearing him say that. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, you do you, boo boo. Yeah, baby. Uh, no, I agree. You, to that same point, like talking about the glass and nosing, right? I have had this conversation with everybody. Why do I prefer a rocks glass versus a Glencairn, right? My beard, okay? I do have balm and everything that's in in my beard, right? And I do have oil. When you grow facial, your, your face is oily anyway, right? Everybody knows that. When you grow facial hair, the follicles are wider, the hair is coming down, the oils are produced more, right? So with this glass, when I do that, there's enough room that the oils can escape. If you take this and put it here, half of it yeah. covers the glass. The first thing I smell is the damn oil in my beard, right? So I do get, I, I get that. So that's why I prefer a rocks glass, right? And I, I like like Madman and shit. And I always have rocks glasses and stuff. So I want to be cool. So I have a rock glass. I want to be cool. I want to be cool. And yeah, sometimes, <laughs> I'll admit it, I want to be cool. Well, for, for me, one of the, I, I guess the, I think the biggest benefit in, in that, that retro, and I have to, I have to remind myself to do it. Um, it's mostly on, on, on a new product because I, I want to know what it's like with a higher intensity. Um, it's kind of like, I mean, I, I, I like calf strength whiskey. Um, uh, actually, I prefer that, but also it, 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 one, of the, one of the benefits is for anybody who's drinking it, it comes with the benefit of, of being able to, to moderate it your, your own way. I mean, there, I know people who, who carry a, a, a dropper bottle in their pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and, and That's excessive. But they, but they want, they, 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 they want to reduce the, the concentration, and they, you know, for, I don't know, and 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 so I kind of see this in, in a similar way. Uh, there's there, it's it's a very different experience when you're, when you're taking the, the most concentrated. Element of it, and I and, and that's and I think that's what what the retro does for me. Yeah. So I agree. I agree with both of you. I look. I as far as should you retro, that is true. Like you said, a personal preference. Okay. Some people, I don't care. I, I mean, I know guys have been smoking sixty years that they just don't like the way it feels in their nose. Right. They don't like the tingling. They don't like the burn. This I'm and that. that. Right. Okay. Now there is such thing as too much retroing. Okay. Um, so you know the way the way your body works. There are two nasal capillaries that sit right back here above these lymph nodes, right? If you pull smoke in and hold it toward, you don't have, you don't have to do any of that, but pull the smoke into the back, lift your tongue and blow the smoke out. You, will, if you're not a retro, you will get close to the same effect, right? But retroing, you're using your complete sense of taste, okay? So. Every, you know your, your senses, right? Taste is a combination of smell and actual uh, pH in, in your tongue, right? The actual taste buds doing what they do and chewing and releasing, all that. That all happens, right? 
So that's why you get that chewing term with whiskey, mm. right? The Kentucky chew. You pull it in and you and you see them push it out, right? The idea is that you're breaking. I don't know if that's real or not, but the idea is that you're breaking it down to get the sugars and all that kind of stuff. So when I smoke a cigar, I retro anytime I relight it. That's what I do, right? Okay. And then through the cigar, you know, if I or actually I should say anytime I drop the ash, I retro it because I want to know. What the what the insulation gone from the ash being there, you know, from that holding factor? I want to see what the tobacco is doing right then and there. Right, right. Well, because like Luciano said, sometimes you can get that ash flavor. Hundred percent. You can. 100%. You are literally smoking ash. Look at the look at the pearls on that ash. Yeah. Oh, dude, that is. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, we're just admiring ashes. Um, you got nice ash, bro. Thanks, bro. Stacking dimes? No, no, we're not stacking dimes. Not stacking dimes. You stack dimes, okay? Bank teller, (laughs) bank teller, swiper. Stack dimes. Um, No, but I do, I do think that uh, retroing can be very beneficial to the taste on a cigar. Um, When it comes to tasting, obviously, look, if you want to be one of those, um, and I mean this with all respect. When I use the term nerdy, I'm not using it like you follow Battlestar Galactica, okay? If you want to be a nerdy tobacconist and you want to break down flavors and you, you know, I enjoy, I enjoy when, when we're sitting down smoking and someone starts telling me that they just pulled nutmeg and, and as long as you say barnyard, Hey, I won't get mad at you, but, um, I mean, we did it with the Marinitos. We sat there for four hours that day smoking two in a row and we we pulled out flavor. Yeah. I mean, we broke down every centimeter. It's it's fun to do that. If you want to be involved in that repetitively, I mean, that's awesome. You can do that. I do think that it's worth learning to retrohale. Um, I could tell you how to do it, but it's actually better if you're just standing with someone and you show them. I don't know why, because what you show is what you're saying, but it works better when you're together. Um, It's worth learning. But one thing I will say, if don't retro hell every time you draw the friggin' scar, okay? You will nuke your palate. You will literally, because the minute you blow all that smoke through your nose and you cook those capillaries up in your nose, your tongue doesn't work anymore. Like, you're not going to taste anything. It's, the best way I can explain this, have a cold or have your allergies acting up with a stuffed nose and smoke. You won't taste anything. Nothing. Drink. Anything. Drink. Doesn't matter. And that right? comes to a point where I was messing up when I first started smoking. Because I was like, dude, everything's just so hot. And you said to me, do you breathe when you smoke? I was like, look, I, I have to be, right? No. There's a no. huge difference between inhaling and breathing. Yeah. <laughs> Big difference. Yeah. You know, you don't... Inhaling is the physical effort of drawing into your lungs, holding and releasing. Breathing? You breathe when you eat, right? Yeah. You breathe when you drink, yeah. right? You, you breathe when you shower, mm-hmm. right? You, you think, breathe. Think about it in a case of you're chugging the water. Yeah. You're breathing through the nose while you're chugging that water. 100%. Right? And you can still, I mean, I, I've even gone as far to show people I've, I've taped paper under my nose and just literally done one of these, like, I'm not going to do this. Good, so I'm not going to do it. It's burning out, but just. Yeah. And the paper's flapping under my nose. Yeah. You know, you're, you're breathing, right? It's the same. Um, when you drink through a straw, that's probably the yeah. best way to compare. Yeah. Drink through a straw, you're still breathing through your nose. Well, that's when people ask right? me, how how do you smoke a cigar? They say, act like you're, you have a straw in your mouth. You're not. You're not inhaling that. 
you're you're drawing straight through it, but you're breathing at the same time. So when people first that's time fun. smokers ask me, that's what I tell them. Yeah, yeah. I, so I, I think I think in that point, I, listen, I think we nailed it. I really did across the three of us. I, I think that was that was a solid uh, representation on retro island, man. I, I really. Do you have any more questions? This is fun. Yeah, we got we got a couple. We got to talk some cigars and stuff. Um, all right, so let's go yours. You're at four years, right? Yep. Even the wrapper shade kind of did it darken a little. Or am I crazy? It, crazy? it lightened a little on mine. Yeah, I'm yeah. crazy. Yeah. It was a little dark. And we're right there. Yeah. yeah. So, ever how you feeling on that, man? Yeah, I like it a lot. I was so I, I was I was telling Andrew about how that um, I appreciate that this has has more of those those earthy notes. And now that I've switch to a, to a different whiskey well something sweeter for sure yeah um i'm gonna let everybody know when you age your tobacco ashes don't hold on well no got <laughs> on um, my balls and my dudes it's ridiculous it's a whole man fallow here oh bader look at that hair today's gonna strike out on a slider no, he's not. Yeah, well, no, he's not. Want to put money on it? Five bucks. I didn't shake. <laughs> oh, you dirty water runner! He's straight. Go. All right, Mark. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead, Sawyer. Look really, at my man. Crush. I really look like at, it. Look at. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now he, you go. <laughs> he looks like He-Man. Dude, that's my that's my car jersey. I have a Bader jersey. Yeah. It's baby blue. Masters of the universe. <laughs> hey, go ahead, buddy. Talk about the cigar a little bit. I, re- I, I like I like the earthy tones in this. This is a, um, you know, or I. That's another. I, I, that's another thing that, that that I do that that I've had strangers try to correct me on. And I don't, I don't, I don't care much for it. Which is what? what's that? Especially before lighting the, the cigar. I like, I like smelling it. I, I, oh, yeah. I, I like, I, I like smelling the the, 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 outside. Who told you not to do that? I, 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 I I've kind of collected these. Slap these, them. So hard, hard. This is a little. Well done. I, I don't, I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole, but I mean, when I, when I was. When I, when I when I when I was a kid, I used to I, I used to memorize the, the the little rhymes people used to carve into 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 the bathroom wall, the stall walls. The you know some of it was kind of you know, there once was a man named Dave who kept a dead woman in his cave. She smelled like shit and she had one tip, but just think of the money he saved. That's an army cadence, bro. But, so I used to you know I, they used I, to carve that into bathroom stalls. Not me, but I mean I'd see. I'm saying that. Yeah, I'd see. You seen what they do now? I, I'd see. I was in fourth grade. And people were putting things. Oh no! But see, like they, 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 they were, they were, they were creative. I mean, they were, they were, they, they were carving pros. Some mandingos on there. So, I, I, used to, I used to see that stuff, and I, yeah. and I, and I would memorize it, and and, and so now I, 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 kind of collect, and kind of useless advice. Uh, I was on top of the, uh, at the, 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 uh, the rooftop of the last hotel, and there was a guy who, ca- who, came up to me to tell me that that I should not. Let the ash fall. Mm. Must smoke until oh. the ash naturally falls. I well, said, see, that's fine. Honestly, I'm cool with that. I hate when people take 
ring their cigar it's around. It's not a cigarette. It's not a cigarette. Well, no, I the don't mean that, to naturally drop your ash when you know it's done, yeah, it's a hard set down. I learned that from Doug, who actually opened the lounge with my father. Because yeah. when I first started smoking, I was like, oh, get that ash off there. I don't want it to fall on me. Hard there's, set down. If it falls, it's ready. A hard set down, or if you've got a long one and you want to let it go, you grab the interior edge, everybody, yes. inside the ash tray. See, I'm not talking about... And you tilt it down and touch. I'm if you saying, touch, it's going to go. Right? I mean, when, when, when you're not trying to stack nickels or dimes... Quarter. Oh, literally just smoke it and ma- try and maintain the ash? No, 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 no. Well, yeah, well, that's, he said that's, that's the only way to enjoy well, that's it. That's because he likes licking ashtrays. And I just, I just don't, <laughs> I decided that a long time ago that, that my happy medium is uh, where I'm not covering my clothes in it, so. Well, that's well, I'm, different I'm, on every cigar. I'm screwing your medium up today, bro. <laughs> Remy's hair and my ass. I'm going to turn these, going to turn these joggers white. Zebra print. I don't know. Um, Tie dye. Yeah, ash. I mean, that's interesting, man. Because I've met, I've met people. I mean, I've I've met people that thoroughly enjoy. They they want to get the cigar done, and it and it looks looks cool. It's it's great. But you know, I I don't do it because it's unprofessional. Now, if I'm just hanging out, oh, you better bet I'm coming to talk to you. Yeah, but there's also two other aspects of that. There's, There's one one is that 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 for some people. That's that's a testament for them to ha- uh, their, their 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 smoking technique because because they can hold on to the ash as long as possible and then the other for the other people uh, it, it's it, it's a metric in 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 the quality of the cigar or the binding where where I argue that statement in quality of cigar okay now if you're just holding a cigar like this and you're smoking it right you're still holding it like this. And that ash is four or five inches long. That's a testament to quality and age of tobacco. If you're smoking your cigar <laughs> this way, straight up and down, intentionally not allowing any wayfaring of the ash, that's balance, bro. That ain't got shit to so, do with quality of tobacco. Yeah, but, 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 it, but is it is it the quality of the tobacco, or is it, or is it the quality of, 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 of the composition of the cigar? The way it's, it's the cold. construction. That's that's that, that's a that's a fifty fifty yeah. medium, right? Because yeah. you can have shitty tobacco mm-hmm. with great construction and it's still going to look like it's snowing in Amsterdam, right? Like there's nothing you can do about that. You have great quality tobacco, but you also have to think about this. When these cigars are being blended, these tobaccos are being chosen. They are not being chosen. Uh, yes, I can say this. They're not being chosen or blended in a specific manner that the ash is meant to be held the entire time. That's not meant to happen because you, you, you'll get this conversation. I like to say I think the happy medium is about an inch and a half, right? But think about how the combustion works on this, right? It's a straw. You pull through one end, air comes through the other, right? All the taste, the heat, the smoke draws down because the cigar is burning, right? The longer your ash is, the more the air is coming through the burnt tobacco, to recombust here and continue burning. But the density has an effect. Sure. So like the if you had, more density, the more ash that yeah. you're pulling through. Yeah, but through. if you had something that's poorly rolled and it has, has air pockets, let's oh, say. 100%. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That's like a water bed with a hole in it. Like, <laughs> yes. Right? If you sit on this end, it's great. You lean back, you piss water everywhere. You know what I mean? 
Yes, 100%. But that that thing, when, when it comes to Ash, like, I appreciate people that they enjoy doing that. If that's your thing, cool. I, like, I don't care, right? Profes- in a professional standpoint, I'm not going to ask you about it, right? I may kind of warn against it. I may offer, like, hey, you know, but the minute you look at me and go, no, I smoke all my cigars this way. Do you, man? Do you? You paid for it. You can put it in your ass if you want to. I don't, I don't really care. Right? You say that about the people who, paid for who, who dip the cigar in, in bourbon too? Uh, no, they hear everything from me. <laughs> yeah. that, That's like the that same person guys. that asked for, uh, can I have a Blanton's and Coke? I'm like, well, I'll pour you a Blanton's and give you a Coke. I'm not mixing it. That <laughs> and the guy who takes the end of their cigar and instead of setting it down, no. No. Oh. The, oh. the guy who takes the end of the cigar and instead of letting it sit there to go out, Shove it in the bottom of the ashtray, swirl it around. That one creates burn on my ceramic that I do not like because it's very hard to get off. Two, you're creating more smoke. And three, it's ceramic. Ceramic is designed to spread heat so it doesn't burn, right? Look, I'm this big ass egg behind me, right? You know why they cook so well? Okay, why? When you were a kid in school, when I was in school, when you were in school, you had art class, right? You made your stupid little clay. It looked like a, um, mine was supposed to be a turtle, it looked like an ashtray, to be honest, whatever. They put it in a ceramic kiln, right? Why? Because it can cook and mature and solidify over hours because you designate a heat point and it covers the entire thing. It's not focused in one point. I have physically seen it happen your mother almost had it happen in her hand a couple of weeks ago. Two people were smoking, and they dug out their cigars like cigarettes, mm-hmm. right? Grab the ash. On the bottom of that ashtray, you can still see the brown tint yep. on the bottom of it. When you focus the heat in the bottom of ceramic, if, if heat, so if in this egg, right, if I were to just build a thousand degree fire in one corner like a pizza oven, it would split the ceramic. So... Because it can't surface the heat. It's it's dialed into that one focal point. So this Stinky's one, uh, it has a non- looks like it has a nonstick coating. Yeah. Eventually, I imagine snubbing out cigars will wear away the... Well, so when you see these snubbing out, that's when you see the paint flaking thing, right? The thing about Stinky's, they're meant to be outside. They change over time. Right, they, they they hue differently. The tint changes. Like they're made to do that. That's what they're, they're literally designed for to be outside. But even still, on these, if you just rubbed it out in the same uh, same portion of the ashtray every single time, then you, you flick the paint off. You'll flick the coating off. It's like it's like uh, when someone uh, when you have a nonstick pan, right? Like that's those what, copper that's, coating that's what ones. I was thinking. Yeah, and, they, and it peels away. It picks away. It's the same thing, you know. So that'll draw me to the next question we got. Smoking tempo and strength of draw. Well, uh, actually, the first thing I think about with that is, is, uh, is, is Lanceros. I actually had to, I had to, I had to sort of train myself to, 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 to smoke Lanceros before I could really enjoy them because I was getting, I was smoking it way too fast. Getting a bunch of heat up front. Well, and then, and then I get the, the, that tar buildup on, on, mm-hmm. on, on the end and I, and I I can't stand that because because then it becomes bitter. It makes it it actually kills the taste buds more than anything. I can't I can't taste any, any, anything I'm drinking with, with it. Uh, I can't taste the cigar anymore. Uh, I, I, I and and I know that actually I took time to to, 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 to research uh, uh, remedies for that. And 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 even though people said don't do it, I, I still think that the 
that the best way around that is is, is to snip that 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 tar end off. Um, and I still I still do that, but when it when it happens, but but I I, I just learned that in order to enjoy a lancero, I, I have to be more patient. Mm -hmm. Well, and and the thing about lanceros, you know, I'm a lancero junkie. You know that. I'm also very picky about my lanceros. They are one of the hardest sizes by Tolos for you nerds size cigar to cut because you have room for error on anything above I personally believe anything above a 48 you have room for error you can correct or you can adjust as long as you don't go too deep if you're shallow you can adjust if you're shallow right but on a Lancero you know the, the cap diameter on a Lancero is a 16th of a penny right like that's the cap diameter on a Lancero on a true Lancero, that's, there's not much room for error there. You know what I mean? And a lot of time, tar buildup happens when you haven't cut it properly, or it could be construction. You know, ninety-nine percent of the time, it's operator error. The other time, it is construction. You know, it was it was bound too close to the cap, and there's just really no room for it to breathe. And the mixture of you creating heat from drawing and the moisture from your mouth releases the tar. Right, and tar sucks because the minute it touches your tongue, you're done. It's over. Right, your your tongue's screwed for a day. Everything's gonna taste weird. You know, like I've, I've seen people that drink Coca-Cola. Right, Coca-Cola is bitter. It's it's carbonated. It's thick caramel. A tar hits their tongue. They drink it and they'll tell me it tastes like soda water. It li it li you li it literally nukes. You could retrohale every draw on a Churchill and probably still taste more than. A spit of tar hitting your tongue. Actually, it, I was going to compare it to uh, some of the energy drinks. Uh, like, for example, they have the, the those ones that are based on Sour Patch Kids. I I, I I drank one of those one time on my way to a podcast, and it was a terrible idea because I couldn't taste anything yeah, after it's that. Too sweet. Well, but it but it but it leaves my it leaves the mouth with it with a certain coating. That, that 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 kind of sour coating actually it's it's not unlike if you were to eat a bag of sour patch kids and then try to smoke a cigar it it, it really kind of fractures your, your 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 taste buds for for a day at least you can't you can you well the way the sugar nukes your tongue and whatever it just, it like it raw makes your tongue raw yeah yeah Okay. So, okay. That's, that's fine. Now, what... So, drawing on a smoke and the tension of drawing. So, I'll start this one. Yeah. And you go. I agree with what you said, especially pinpointing Lanceros, right? Everybody smokes different, okay? Now, you see some people that do the... Yeah. And they go the, all... Talk personal annoyances. Don't pucker at the cigar. I promise the smoke will come through. Don't make noises. I promise. It's coming. It'll be there. Just wait a minute. It's coming. <laughs> I promise. But that's a that's a timing, a tempo that, that you create yourself. Um, obviously, you need to keep a strict enough tempo that you're not relighting the cigar every five minutes because, you know, it is burning. Fires do go out. 
Right. So that that also brings to the point. Hamlet said this because somebody asked him, and it was funny as hell. Because if you know Hamlet, that dude he doesn't have a filter. <laughs> For being who he is, he literally doesn't care. He said the only reason you should ever relight a cigar is if you're talking too much. So what should you do? Shut the hell up and smoke your cigar. Shut up. I think that I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. What do you think about those ones that, uh, you know, the, 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 the metal packs with the tiny, I don't even know what they're called. Well, it depends which brand. depends on what they're called. I, I mean, so I, I'm not, metal, I've never, I've never, yes, I've never been, I've never been a, a cigarette smoker. Uh, and, and I, 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 I tried once and someone took the time to educate me on how you're supposed to smoke a cigarette. And then when I oh that should have been when, good. when I when I when I when that I that should have been real yeah, good yeah but see when I felt what that was like I, I, I hated it it was it was, it was painful and I decided like like wow why the fuck does anybody do this and uh, and and one of the things that that you hit on earlier is uh, I, I I like the, the 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 kind of culture around cigars where where it's intended to be kind of a timeless activity that's what I like about it I so uh, um, even times when I when I want to hang out with people at work who, who go outside to the, the, the what we call smoke shack I don't I don't want to sit out there with it with even with a tiny cigar that 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 I can that I can smoke through in, in the time that they smoke a cig- cigarette I'd rather just not smoke anything and wait until I can sit down like this I will agree. I will agree with that and disagree slightly. Actually, you know what? I'm not gonna bullshit myself. I agree with that. I um, I can appreciate and obviously I've smoked cigarillos, ten sizes, short Coronas, uh, whatever whatever size name you want to go ahead and throw at it. Uh, I've smoked them just so you know, right? So because one thing I've always said about tobacco is you can't sell the tobacco if you haven't smoked it, right? Yep. Even if you didn't like it, smoke it, okay? Do it. It's it's re- product research. Know it. You know, if you're selling alcohol, if you're a whiskey bar and you're pouring stuff, you got to know. You have to know what Jack Daniels tastes like, right? Yep. You got to know what Old Charter tastes like. You know, Sadly. you got to know what all that tastes like. You got to know what what coffee infused. What you have to know what all that stuff tastes like if you're going to talk about it. Don't just BS your way through it. But I, I agree in that. Like I'm I'm not the like if I'm going to take a smoke break. I hope I have a two-hour smoke break. Like, I'm, not, I'm not taking a 20-minute and sucking out this little cigarillo. It's not. It's not the same thing for me, you know. Especially in cigars. Well, it depends though. You have those tatuaje petite casadores. Yeah, but I'll stick. I'll take. I'll spend 45 minutes smoking that fucking cigar. Right. <laughs> I yeah. will take the time to smoke that cigar. Because otherwise, that thing is so strong tobacco that's in there. I mean, you will nuke your palate with how spicy that thing is, real 100%. quick. Actually, hmm. so hmm. one of the things that that that, that made me think of was uh, uh, I, 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 I did two deployments on, on uh, aircraft carriers, but as a civilian, I didn't do it in the Navy. And when I was when I was on the ship, it was a totally new experience, especially the first time. Uh, I, I, I grabbed the, the first guy I saw in the hallway. When I was done with, with with my shift, I've been working for 14, 15 hours, and I was like, "Hey, man, is there a where's the uh, 
there's like a smoking deck on, on the carrier and the guy brought me to the the smoking area that he was aware of and I, I went there with an iPad I started reading a book I'm smoking a cigar at the time when I started there was nobody there and then suddenly I'm getting bumped I get bumped enough that I, I looked up from 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 my my screen and I noticed that I'm in this really dense it's like a fucking tuna can like where, where, where I'm, I'm shoulder to shoulder with, with, with all these people and and they're smoking cigarettes and 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 that's that's just all it is they're they're they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're smoking like that and I, and I couldn't I, 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 I was like wow you know if this is what what I have to go through for for smoking a cigar on the ship I'm just I'm gonna give it up on for for, for, for this six months I'm just not gonna do it and later I, of course I found that I have access to other places you know Admiral's balcony where I can sit there on my own and I have <laughs> open open view of the, of the ocean but but uh, uh, I uh, that, that kind of environment I mean this is kind of like it's a, this is more of a a, a, a hyper version of, of what you're talking about with smoking inside um, for most of the people on that ship if they want to smoke or the whatever they're smoking they're they're in this really enclosed space uh, be, between walls of steel and they don't get an ocean view and that's that's the experience I... yeah and I mean you see it in cigar lounges guy lights up a cigarette you immediately look at him yes you're allowed to do it well I have had this and I've made this point and I've actually displayed this to a lot of people over time so Look, if you smoke cigarettes, you smoke cigarettes. I, I'm not against that. You know, that's what you smoke, that's what you smoke. But if you're in a cigar lounge and cigars are burning, the instant a cigarette lights up, everybody smells it. Because it's the anomaly. It's different. Right? You'll, you'll see it immediately. You'll smell it right away. Someone could be outside on a patio with a door open. A smoke blows in, you got it. See it, right? You know, um, one of my funnest funniest cigar smoking and cigarette smoking moments was when I was on the cruise and uh, on the cruise the 12th deck was the smoking deck right next to the kiddie pool it's still not entirely sure why they did that but Makes sense. was a row of about 22 chairs that went down and then across from you were 22 more chairs right I deliberately walked down kind of towards the left side there were about five in chairs, chairs on either side of me this older gentleman sits across from me kind of catty corner to me we both light up cigars we're sharing a lighter we're smoking all the cigarette smokers cleared out because the cigars were too strong, right? I'm like, all right, you know, but there's like groups of 30 of you just. Oh, anybody else got another pack? You know, just doing that old thing. But, all right, so we are going to move on to our next pour. Um, I think the ME2 was as good as always. Um, I do think that some of the flavor popped on it. Like you said, popcorn earlier. Yeah. Retroing it after dropping the ash, right? Talking about flavor, popcorn. I get it. I get, I get the the butter, but I get more caramel to it. Got like, like I got, a, like I got that more dry the, caramel popcorn stuff. I got. I think it was that earthiness kind of point in there, bringing that burnt aspect. Which mm -hmm. if you've ever had slightly burnt popcorn, I mean, it's phenomenal. You know yeah. what? It smells like immediately everything. You guys are drinking this one? We're drinking Statesman. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what I'm drinking too. Okay. Um, I thought that was phenomenal. The only thing 
and this is a big reason why I pick and choose what I smoke outside, I think a lot of the spice from that San Andreas got pulled away. Um, yeah. It brought out a that. lot more sweetness and earthy. So it's not like it made it a bad cigar at all, but some of that spice that you really love from the cigar got taken away a little. At this point, at the two-year mark, um, it's it's the spice is still there, but I guess I could see that gradual decline, where it gets more, the spice comes in and then it and then it's it's sweeter, right? It, it, it's it's starting to settle down. Yeah, you know, I, I can see that. Yeah. I agree with that. So, move on to our next pour. Um, and Scooby Drew, I'm gonna let you introduce this one as well. Um, is it the other one I picked up? Yeah, unless you want to no, want to jump the Japanese. No, I'd rather just do that next. Yeah. yeah. So this is the uh, new Riff single barrel. It is the um, barrel proof rye. Uh, One oh six is the proof on this. What are you smoking there? I'm gonna do that fifteen risotto. Oh, okay. We're both actually going lighter on this. Yeah, we are. Which is and this is much older too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's gonna be fun. Yeah, so Mark, these, what are you smoking next? Well, can move on if you'd like. Is your glass ready? Yes. See, I was going to say, I was going to offer, if you guys, if, well, at least if you hadn't picked, if Andrew hadn't picked, I would have uh, said this is actually a good opportunity to try, I don't know, like an intergalactic. Black label stuff. Hmm. How long are we doing this podcast? Uh, 30 minutes. 30 more? Yeah. And then we're hanging out. Why, you gotta go? No. I wanna smoke that after. I mean, yeah. you can have just, one anyway, just... Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm interested to see, because I remember my tasting notes on that. I'll tell... Are you gonna dive into that? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll tell you, there's a really funny story about that cigar. That James Which guy's one? This is me, oh, yeah. Okay. That'll be his. Um, so, yeah, I'm gonna let Drew talk about this. We're diving into new cigars. Mark, what are you smoking next, buddy? Um, I think I'm gonna go with um, the mystery. This is uh, this is not. There's no band on it, but I know that it's from um, Traficante Cigars. Where you? Uh, I've been a a member of their cartel club for almost <laughs> two years now. Well, I'm glad they stopped strangling the cigars with those fucking tie they, they 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 still they still do those. They also. Um, but, but for their cartel club, they send a fair number of these that that have that are unlabeled, unbanded, and my which is fun. But my biggest complaint is that they don't give you any sort of frame of reference, so I don't know anything about it. Uh, if I if I if I if I love it and I want more, by the way, if you wanted to try one. They have a big fucking well, I'll fatty. smoke that one over that one. <laughs> I didn't know what to I'm do with this. I'm not putting that in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> put it up your ass. I've never... Probably the best use. I, I've never... Sit and spin, bro. I mean, I, I've never seen... Yeah, that looks like a brick. Yeah. Like, literally the brick it's, from Altinus. It, it looks like the brick. It's, it's obviously... It's, it's, I've, never seen a box, yeah. I've, I've never seen a box press this big. Yeah, it's a 70 box press. I don't know. I just don't buy them. Well, you bought that one. <laughs> Well, they yeah. sent it to me. <laughs> so I am smoking the last year release, the Toro, 
of the uh, Kaliba Serium in honor of obviously the Roost Dinner next week. Got a couple tickets left. Yeah, we'll make sure we drop that again. Yeah, work that out. We'll yeah. do we'll do some reposting on that yeah. too. We'll do it collectively. We'll tag yeah. everything and mash it all yeah. out. Hey, are you in town next Tuesday? Definitely not. Oh, that's right. I I, I really want to be at that yeah. at that dinner, but you I can't. Sunday. I can't. Um, I'll be. Dude, I'm excited. I've never talked to Sean before, so never met him. Yeah, I'm. I'm well, very interested. Want to try one of these? I have no idea what this is, other than it, it comes from from Draft Conte. I'll smoke the Balakas on that. They still have that stupid string, and I hate that. Yeah, but it's much looser now. See, look, it moves. It's not pulling off anything. No, oh, dude, the first one of these that he got, you you would you would take this string off, and there would be like a stress line in the tobacco, and then it would crack yeah. and blow up, and it'd get silly. So, all right, so you're doing a Traficante, right? Or yep. Traficante? Is it Traficante? Traficante? Traficante. Traficante. So I'm going to do a little... Let me do a little flavor on this, okay? Because yeah. I remember exactly what it was like, right. and I've told you this. I remember exactly what it was like when I last smoked it. Uh, we we haven't had these in the humidor in seven, eight months. No, this cigar might take me seven hours to smoke it. Because you love it so much, yeah. you're just going to smoke it slow. Yeah. Um, it's going to sound really weird, but it is literally like green apple crisp. Like you think of how crispy, you know, you take a bite of. That, that green apple, that is what this cigar tastes like. Pairs well with a sour, sour apple teeny. Well, so it's weird. So on my birthday, when we were in New York, we were drinking Florida Con 18. Literally on midnight. Oh, that's pretty. Um, we were drinking Florida Con 18. And I did that same exact kind of flavor note. It had that super crisp, uh, little citrusy, a little sour. So I, I wish we had some Florida Con 18. I meant to look in the rum section, but I totally forgot to. Well, I think the rye. Twenty-one. Oh, Jesus. I, I was gonna say I think the rye sweetness will go really well. Well, this will be fun. Okay, so do do your taste note on that. Okay, and then and then explain this bottle because you picked this up today. Oh, I honestly, I, mean, I can dive I've into only, New Riff, but yeah, dive yeah. into New Riff because oh, yeah, okay. this is the first time I've seen that barrel proof. So, out there. guys, we've had New Riff on the podcast multiple times. Uh, most recently was the Balboa rye that we joked about that. Um, we actually joked about the Mad Rush, and I had I had had that in Louisville, and then I'd got Louisville. back. Louisville. <laughs> no, I've only been there once. It's still Louisville. Um, I got back, and I was talking about this Balboa rye that I was drinking on the podcast when we were smoking those Viajes cigars. And in the middle of that podcast, you hear me go, "Holy shit!" The Mad Russian is sending a picture of one that he had just bought, and I text him. I said, "Go back and sign by everything that's left." Right. So we bought all those, but this is. New Riff Single Barrel. Um, this is a 106 proof single barrel rye sour mash. Um, and it's not proofed down at all. So that, that is should be interesting. Proof. Yeah. That should be interesting. Really curious about that. Mark, this is what we're drinking, buddy. I saw barrel it on proof a, rye. I yeah. saw it on the shelf this yeah. morning. So, I, so, all right. Well, let's uh, cheers I'm with, that. I'm with you on that, Balboa. That, that was amazing. I. Get cute and all. Alright. You want to talk about your cigar a little bit? Ah, I just did. We'll see oh, once I light it up. Yeah. So it literally looks the exact same, just other size. Yeah, yeah. Do you not smoke the Toro? Yeah, I had like four of them. Yeah. I smoked phenomenal. I mean the I best had, we had the box. Oh, and then I bought I had bought two more and we went up to Weston for Whiskey Fest. Because oh, yeah. Rusty had them out from Zeb's shop and I, I bought a couple yeah, more. We were out by then. Oh, I mean, I they had, were gone. I had four guys in two weeks. 
buy buy box of these things because I mean they were one of the best, if not the best, cookie bottle. Of course, I'm still sitting on that Spectre. I'm not gonna make it through all of this, but I'm gonna, what? I'm gonna do it anyway. Jeez. You gotta go. No, no, not this. Why would you make it through? It's just not my thing. Oh, I feel you. Hey, that oh, dude. is like oh, dude. a spicy cotton candy. Dude, that's it. That's where I'm going. Spicy cotton candy. They Green have- apple. If you want me to, I'll run by tomorrow. You're gonna have to, to on the way to work. Yeah, that's nuts. They've got more on the show. That's nuts. I'm so excited about that because it does have that same green apple kind of flavor to that crispness. I'm excited. Mm. All right, so we've got a couple of questions. Um, uh, Ryan Gonzalez is one of uh, one of our employees at Lit that is a uh, Dominican factor false perfectionist. Um, that's why I call him man. I mean, you know, one thing that I really enjoy about tobacconists is is you know when to respect each other and you know when to lay your truth down and pull your truth back and just stop and listen. And Ryan's a true proponent of that. I hundred percent. I mean, I answer more. Tatuaje, crown heads, and pepin questions a day that I ever have for anybody else. But he's also the reason I'm smoking Opus again. So, yeah. um, I mean, this dude is not Dominican. He's a Dominican tobacco fruit. Yes. But when you get into Fuente, I don't think I've seen a guy in St. Louis. I've more. I've never talked to anyone outside Carlito that that can that can express Fuente to me it's, more more than he can, and and okay. I and I respect that, you yeah. know. And and he knew me straight up the minute yeah. we started talking about. It, I was like, dude, I fucking hate Fuente. Well, and he got us both back into. I did the PCA yeah. review on a Fuente cigar, yep. like I said, right. but I had smoked that cigar maybe once when it came in. Right. Oh, okay, and um, I did I did instruct him that he doesn't get to pick his own podcast nickname, but this one this one clears. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Cuban. So, um, we're going to run with By that. By the way, he's a Tampa Cuban, not Miami. Yeah, yeah, Obviously, don't, a clear don't, difference. Don't confuse that because I have seen Cuban on Cuban racism. <laughs> it was it was the most dramatic, like, South Park Scarfield episode, Scarface episode I ever saw, but it was great. Um, so, we'll lead. Uh, let's get into the cigars. Let's yeah. cut those, yeah. and then we'll pitch off of some of these. One of these questions we will discuss off air. Okay. To have some fun, and then I will bring this up on the next podcast, just just because uh, we'll talk about Provada Cigar Club a little bit. <laughs> um, and, can I uh, read that question? Whether uh, I can just say it, no, you, can read, you can read all you want. It's right there. Which one is it? You'll find it. <laughs> 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 it's not hidden. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, yes, hundred percent. And what just what forever. is his name? Cigarosaurus Rex. Yes. Shout out yeah. to you, my man. Listen Dude, to Craft and Pure Podcast. I'm you have made Instagram extremely fun for me. Yeah, I'm going to tag you in this episode, dude, just because uh, we're trying to get you on here. So dude, that'd be... We'll, we'll click when we can. I'm, I'm just not a huge fan of the over-the-internet shit because I don't have a soundboard, and it, it gets difficult, but we will do it. It will happen. Um, all right, so let's get into... Oh, also paired today, I, I did want to throw this out. I, I, I did a Snake River Farm Delmonico today, um, a 22-ounce uh, buttered-up ribeye. Um, cooked it to cooked it to a rare, and then what I did is I sealed it. Um, I let it come to room temperature uh, for about twenty five minutes, and it was a medium rare. And then I sealed it because the fat was starting to melt. 
So that well done look is actually the fat covering the meat. I, I had a um, and it's uh, it's it's fun. It, it's it's really cool to do. I just have to express like sometimes people are like, oh, I want to meet him. I'm like, just bite into it. I promise. Like, just get past the look. It's if you bite into it, pull away. It's still medium rare. Right um, so we're having that as well. So we're playing with that too. Um, all right. So let's all get into our cigars. Sorry, I'm the last one. All right, and I'll, I'll lift off this this top question here. <clears throat> all right. So. When it comes to lighting, a torch lighter, a soft flame, or matches, and explain why. Make this, Ooh. make it quick. Okay, two minutes each. All right, let's do that. And then I want to jump into, this is actually something him and I have been talking about for a few weeks now. Um, and I think it's a lot of fun. And then we're going to end with what's going to be the, I don't know if this is the right crowd for that question. Yeah. We, nah, we're going to ask it anyway. Yeah, I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, okay, so. Torch, soft flame, or matches, and give your reason why, and don't be afraid to pick more than one. Okay. I mean that. I'll start this. So, right now, I'm using my torch. We are outside. It needs a little help to get that cigar lit. The slight bit of wind can take away your soft flame or matches. Ends it immediately, right? So, for that, I use a torch. When we're inside... Out. If it's a cigar I don't really care about, I'm just, you know, tasting it, you know, someone drops something off, hey, try this out. I'll use a torch because I don't want to use my flint, don't want to waste the fuel in that soft flint. Um, but the Viking has actually gotten me basically all the time soft flint. And I've learned the reason for that is, in a, when Hamlet came in, I actually learned a little bit about this too. If you use that torch, inside and you put it too close i mean the slightest bit too close can burn that front tobacco and it will continue to just sear the rest of that cigar so for me uh, i'm soft flame matches inside all the way outside i'll go torch it's, is what it is that's really all i've got on that russian i like that question uh, because well <clears throat> I never wanted my lighter to be this kind of signature apparatus, but it, it became that. But I use a fucking creme brulee torch. Yes, you do. And yes, you do. Okay, I get, I, 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 I get the the the, the, the that, that that point that it's very easy to to burn the end of the cigar, and 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 you can. You can ruin your experience really quickly if you're not doing it right. But I've learned to moderate that. Uh, I, I, I moderate the, the 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 intensity of the flame, the the, the, the distance from 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 which I hold the cigar, uh, and uh, I use <laughs> I, I use the crimp relay torch because it is it has it it has proven to be the most reliable lighter of yeah, any. you have been screwed with lighters yeah yeah and i and i and i didn't go cheap i mean we, he's we, he's we, the one i told you about the god of fire lighter the we, prometheus lighter yeah we were hey, we, uh, we were i in, can't i can't fix it i almost brought a god of fire we, we were in, we were in key west for the week of thanksgiving and and i didn't go cheap i it's not like i, I bought a bic I, I spent 150 bucks on my prometheus lighter 
and it was great. I loved it at first, and then, uh, you know, within about a month, it it it, it was it was garbage. Well, so I can kind of relate to that, and and that's that's part of the problem. I I actually I actually really like these fancy cigar lighters. I I understand why they make them. I understand what what it does for the experience. Actually, you know what? Part of it part of it isn't even the efficiency of the burn. Um, I, I, there, there's a guy who, who regularly appeared on, 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 on the podcast. Uh, he, he kind of got the nickname Silver Fox, and and whenever possible, he preferred lighting those those sticks of cedar mm-hmm. and lighting from those. And and, and I, I, he just liked that as as just by tradition. Uh, I mean, I, I I suppose if you did everything by by just just for the sake of efficiency, uh, you'd have pre-cut cigars and you wouldn't even have that I mean but that's but, an interesting point mm-hmm. I like that but, that's a pre-cut cigars but look I'm using I'm using a, a $350 cutter and I, and I, I, I love it and I, and I like that part of of, of the experience mm-hmm. it actually didn't do so well on on, 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 on this John Holmes motherfucker but it's like it's it's you know I, I, I like I like cutting them <laughs> but, but, but I, I so I keep my 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 my, my three hundred fifty dollar cutter, and my and my twelve dollar torch. <laughs> That's Shut great. Up. <laughs> All right. I, <laughs> oh Can I God. say a quick point on yeah, expensive I'm stuff? I'm still laughing. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm with you. If you're in it, don't go cheap. You bought that Prometheus lighter. Hell yeah. I'd buy it too. I bought a $325 DuPont double flame DuPont. Uh, the Defy. Defies, yeah. yeah. They are phenomenal cigars. I made the mistake. These things are not meant for volume. They're not. Dude, okay, that's the same point. That's the same. I bought a $250 yeah. guillotine and V-cut DuPont. Yeah. These things are not meant for the four, three, four cigar a day smoker. They're not meant for it. It's too much action. Yeah. You know, it's too much. So where I made if you mistake. If you want to buy DuPont, and, and I'm telling you right now, if you are a one, two, two cigar a day smoker, buy a Defy. They're, they're yeah. one of the best, if not, if not double flame lighter. I don't think anything beats that lightsaber, period. Yeah. But for volume, that's where the minis come in. Yeah. Those mini, dude, I got a, my mini in there, my little monster mini. That thing's been thrown off a balcony, and it's still, it's... Yeah. That's, that, that's that rocky. Yeah. Dude, the thing torches up everything. Yeah, I mean, but So where I, where I made the mistake, I took it to a big event. I mean, I probably cut 300 cigars that night. And <laughs> at, at the Bourbon Society, yeah. uh, at Lim Mansion, I probably cut 300 cigars that night. I believe I saw you there. Yes, I was there. Every single cigar I lit for somebody there, and we had lighters and everything laid out, but people said, hey, can you light this for me? Never going to say no to somebody. Right? Whatever. I lit every single one with that Defy lighter. And so what happened to it was, I mean, you had to click that thing 15 times to get it on. Where I'm not going to trash on DuPont. One, it's not meant for that. Two, I'm going to send that thing back to them, tell them what's wrong with it, and they are going to fix that. And if they can't fix it, they're going to send me a new one. Take my cutter again. See, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't I don't. I, I don't know. Whether they actually do that, and so this, like this, for that's example, that's Benchmade. You know yeah, they do that. Yes, Benchmade, and I have sent it back, 
I, I was I was right here. We were doing a podcast here, and 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 somebody used this and pointed out that there was chipping in the blade, and, and I was actually really angry about that. I was like, "What the fuck?" I mean, like, how can you? How can something that you know already have 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 have, have chips in it? Right. All I've cut are the cigars. Well, I I paid eight dollars one way. They 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 replaced the blade with, and and they, and they called me to apologize. They yeah. said it's not that's never supposed to happen. Well, so the cool thing is about Dupont. I think they have one in London too, where it's made. But all you gotta do is well, send it to France. South Carolina or North Carolina, whatever it is. Yeah. That's their depot. That's their depot yeah. for the U.S. And send it there. They fix it. I mean, I've got. Of course, all new products are gonna have something wrong with them, right? Just yeah, something. Something. Yeah. So I've got a couple ladders in there, a couple cutters. I'm gonna send them back. One I more ladder. Yeah, one more now. So three cutters, two ladders. I'm gonna send back what's wrong with them. They're gonna fix them, not charge me a dime because. They know how expensive their product is. Them back. What do you think about that French company Le Bleu or something like that? Right. I haven't seen much. The Fenaflamas. There's a um, actually Tatouage had a had a deal with them for a while for their like with the Monster series. They were they were producing a, a, a lighter cutter set, um, and and they did it for uh, the the um, Jacqueline Hyde. Oh, they did a Jacqueline Hyde. They did a Tiff. Uh, and then uh, they went back and did a wolf, like a bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, I, well, I, I don't, I don't know that company. Well, I so know. I know, I know he knows. Did you know Davidoff did not pick up that contract back with uh, Dupont? No, that's you didn't what, know that? no, I did know oh. that. No, they did not. Yeah. That's when the rumor started that I was fucking around. I was like, Generals buying Davidoff. But see, that's the <laughs> Rusty was like, stop saying. It. I was like, no, I'm getting it going. So General's I'm, buying Davidoff. Well, that's because the rumors of General buying everybody circulates every single year. General's March. buying your house. Yeah. Okay. okay. So that's one of the really interesting things that I think has happened in the cigar industry the past year and a half. Because a brand like Davidoff, I mean, they make really good shit. So you'd think they pair with the best lighters and cutters you can have. Yeah, if you're paying $500 for a single cigar... Not that I would ever do that, but it's... Well, that's a really fun story that we can hop into, the uh, DuPont and Davidoff connection. Um, are you familiar with that? Yeah. Okay, that's actually a really interesting story, how that actually even all happened. Uh, Mr. But I'm more confused on how... Why Davidoff in that? Like, I... and. We can speculate all we want, but if you actually look at DuPont price increases and what they've been doing over the years with expansion of lighters, and they've be, they've Bags. become so much. I can tell you personally, from being at the show and actually being because Davidoff, Davidoff of Geneva and SD DuPont had one big booth together up until nineteen. So seventeen, eighteen, nineteen had their own booth, right? Post that, they do not. And what you had is people that couldn't open Davidoff accounts, right? Because they couldn't have them. They would place their Avo Camacho order. Then they were going over to DuPont and spending thousands of dollars to become a DuPont dealer. It was pulling away. Speculation, right? It was pulling away from the collective deal. See, right. That's why I'm kind of confused is because, yes, DuPont then expanded their bags, their pens, they're planners. Well, what's actually funny is that came into fruition. DuPont did not start creating a jet flame lighter until 1999. Yeah. They were soft flame Churchill strikers, right? And they were belts, pins, notepads, desktop accessories. 
ST DuPont was when you went to Kirby's of London and got your suit done, you went next door to ST DuPont and you mm-hmm. picked out your deskware. <laughs> you know what I mean? But this, this honestly, this non-relationship that has happened now between the two kind of hurts retailers because when you were a Davidoff account, you got to really choose whatever DuPont you wanted, mm-hmm. right? Especially if you were a big white label account. Now, and, what you have and to don't do. forget Corona lighters. They were right. a part of that. Right. But yours, that's why I had yours. They weren't together. It was a lot cheaper. And now what you got to do is you have to now create a separate allocation through DuPont to get to their platinum standard. Yeah. To get that really cool stuff. To get well, the double O seven. Can you blame? <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got it. Yeah, I know. Shut up. But can, can you blame them? Like, they got so popular that it was like, well, hmm, can I create my own tiered effect? Okay, but I don't think that was DuPont. Launch- I think it was Davidoff saying Fly no, I think I think that was made out of necessity because Davidoff was like, forget about it. So DuPont went, okay. So you got mini accounts, right? Yeah. You have De- Defy accounts yeah. that carry minis, Defy, yeah. right? And then you have collector series accounts yeah. that have the Nautilus, the Spectre, the 007, the Golden Eye, the... Uh, they did a uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark series, like all those the Star Wars stuff they did. Mm-hmm. That's another tier of account, right? If it's become popular and people want them, can you blame them for stepping off and trying to do it out of necessity because they're no longer being processed and moved through one of one of the largest tobacco producers? No, especially in the Euro- in, especially in the EU, right? Like, dude, you don't you don't go you go into a Davidoff of Geneva, yeah, right, and. The Davidoff Geneva in London, right? Mm-hmm. The lighters on the tables are fucking defies. Right. Well, yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it was. It, that's the relationship that was there. If for some reason that that separated or it cracked or it, or whatever happened, can you blame them for trying to do that now? Personally, personally, just being in this so long, I'm seeing more like us. Dupont being readily available for purchase. Yeah. Than yeah. I've seen in a very long time. I've seen a lot of places that went somewhere and bought product right. and put it on their shelf to sell it. I've right. seen a lot of that. But for actual DuPont, DuPont product to arrive yeah. and be sold with the warranty intact, with the shipping allocate, with everything sitting there, I'm seeing more of that. But then it comes to relationship. Well, that's always the key one, right? Always the key one. Always key one. Dan, or Davidoff dealer. So my father ordered a black Defy, the extreme, the, the dual flame. My father ordered one. Dan said, okay, I, it's on back order. I can't get it in. What did Dan then do? He sent his new one that Dan had just gotten to my father. Well, so you know why I have my, my dual one, right? Yeah. Because I asked you that when Luciano pulled his out, that was inscribed Luciano. Can you get that? He goes, I'll try it. Yeah. So that relationship <laughs> helps out so much because if a guy's, if a rep is doing that for you, you are so much more likely to spend more money with him. Well, and that's something we talk, uh, we're getting off questions. Uh, we get to finish that off air. We're getting, okay. we get, we get, yeah. we'll get, we questions. can get too far on that. Yeah. Um, no, but I will say with that, that's something that we discussed last night, mm-hmm. man. In this industry, dude, and, and, and Russian, you'll agree with this. You've been part of the industry. You've been part of the industry more than you ever thought when you were with the bartender skill, the way that things melded together, right? Yes. When you, it doesn't matter what walk of life you came from, how much money you have, what you're willing to spend. If you're just, you could be completely full of shit 99% of the time. 
But in that moment, if you're just cool, if you're just you and you're just trying to work to better yourself and who you're partnering with, you're going to walk away with, with everything will be better in your relationship, right? That, that, that works. I, mean, I know a lot of sales are cutthroat and you got to take from someone else and you got to be better than this. You got to be better than that. I'm still one of these holdouts. I don't think tobacco is that way. I think I, I'm a firm believer that there's enough to go around. And where you'll win is because you're the better human being than the other person coming after you. Mm-hmm. Right? When you're a vulture in the tobacco industry, when you want to be that carnivore that wants to eat everybody up and be better than everyone else, you've already lost. You've already lost. Because when you're just you, when you're just worried about you and what you're doing and, and enhancing yourself, right? That's a conversation for a lot can go into that, but you're already well, better what, off. What if you're, what if you're, uh, okay, well, I won't actually, I was going to name. Yeah, some. after, we'll get back to that. But, but what, what, if, what, if, what if you're, what if you're a, a, a billionaire who just, who, who's a cigar enthusiast and now you just, you just have money to play, and so you could just throw a hundred million towards creating a, 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 a cigar brand. Well, you better be committed to it. That's all I'll say. That and or, the brand you're talking about, we're, we're speaking about Michaela cigars. Yeah. Okay. Hey, right. I thought I don't care, Al yeah. Michaela. He'll tell you. What's up, Jared? He'll tell you, Jared. Jared what's up, me, homie? Uh, we'll tell you. Al McAuliffe is not afraid to tell you that he owns 25 steakhouses, 900 cattle, or the billion dollars. He'll tell you how he started his company, right? Okay. But what he does, he travels. He right. goes. He shows up with his own shit. He does it right. There are a thousand people well, we can look I, up actually, that have I, had I, millions I, of dollars. Actually, I, I really enjoyed getting to know D- Darren, yeah. Darren from Principal Cigars. I, I I don't I don't I don't know what his net worth is. I actually I, I, I don't care. But I but I expected that he would be kind of a stuffy, arrogant guy, and he actually wasn't. In fact, not only that, but but when I, when 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 I I, I mentioned a, a a certain cigar author who who I had, had purchased books from, he 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 knew the guy. He they they had a somewhat of a friendship at the beginning but he said he couldn't he couldn't he couldn't maintain it because because he couldn't he didn't he couldn't stand that 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 snobbiness and 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 before I was exposed to to, to cigars actually I I thought I, I thought about cigars the same way I thought about cruise ships that's that's what snobby rich people do cruise ships are awesome well, I know. I, I mean, I. Uh, my, my own experiences have altered my my, my, my perception on both. I want to. I want to move to these two questions. But I like. Hold on. Can I, I say but, one quick thing about that topic? But Dar- Darren's a nice guy. I was really impressed with it. With well, him. you're the only reason I smoke principal cigars, so I will give you that. That's 100 percent true. But without you, we never would have smoked them. It's the only reason I smoke them. So the one quick thing: if you are that guy with a lot of money and you buy out something like a cigar company. And you then create it. If you've got the money, spend it on your people. Spend it on your tobacco. No, not even. Spend yeah. it on your people who will then create that good tobacco. Well, well yeah. We talked about it before. Spending on the CAO, yeah. they had Pete, John, 
Mickey. I mean, they had a dream team over yeah. there. And what did these guys do? Okay, yes, they made you huge. And then they went and started their own stuff. So spend it on your people who can do that for you, and then you're set. I agree. All right, you ready for a fun question? I don't. I want to do both of these, so we're gonna. I'm gonna have to skip one for now. No, just do a part two. Oh, I can run for as long as I want. It doesn't matter. Okay. All right. We'll start with this one. This one will be really quick. Um, this is something Ryan and I have talked about uh, the past few weeks. The fall of true cigar sizes. Mm. Okay. So. This? Huh. I mean, that's part of it. That's yep. what I'm getting at. Yep. Um, so part of true Vitolas, like, and, and you don't have to follow like like pre sixty eight Cubans, right? For natural cigar size, you can go up to about ninety eight before Gordos came around and and things like that. But when you look at traditional sizes, that a true Toro is anywhere between a five and five eighths to a six by fifty. A true Robusto is a four and a half up to a five by 50. A true Churchill is a seven by 48. Um, now what you see in cigars is, and part of what I'm going to address this to is the names, right? Toro, the, the, the almost common concession of a Toro now is either a 654, yeah. right? A Robusto can be anywhere between a five and a five and a half by 54. Yeah. Right, um, and Churchill's, you know, like the, the whole A is gone away. Mm-hmm. You can have a nine by fifty, and they call it a Churchill, yeah. right? Like I, you guys might be too young in tobacco, but not at the same time. That's not relatively new. I mean, I, you know, the well, you're cigars. Looking, you're looking like, Magicos. Look at the Mildias Magicos. What is that, a four and a half by 52? Mm-hmm. And that is a Cuban size. Mm-hmm. They went to the 52. But the name, right? The name. Mm-hmm. Drawing away from the names. I think that is what changed the percent or what you can get away yeah. with, right? So you look at look at the 460 Milano, right? Yeah. Okay, look at the four and a half, 60, 95 Padron. Yeah. Right? We just talked about that yesterday. Dude. Gordos didn't become a thing until we'll say it's 2022, right? 20 years ago. Now suddenly you have short Gordos and now Padrones putting out a petite Gordo, right? Like sizes have, have just fallen apart, you know? And part of it, I shouldn't say part of it, 100% of it is trying to alternate size, mm-hmm. differ size so you have select options but still playing inside your customer market, mm-hmm. right? The three of us are Lancero smokers, right? The three of us are Corona smokers. I would much rather right? smoke at Lancero Corona. than... I'm sure. I'm sure, but I want to sure talk about so. that in a little bit. But um, if Ryan were here, he'd say the same thing. Yeah. But there's four of us. Put the four of us in a room of 100, there may be 16 of us that yep. prefer that. Yep. Right? In the industry, there still is that mishap. There is still that misstanding. You know, I had a question last night. Somebody was smoking a 1926 number nine, Maduro. Will this last more than 30 minutes? Um, dude, you might, you could spend 30 minutes with a lighter and it won't burn out. Like, size, for the most part, does not play relative to time of burn, right? It, it, it's, it's not a comparison. You can't. Depends on who you are. You can't work. Yeah, well, and, and even even then, tobacco is such a beautiful thing. I have watched people buy a true Toro, a true Toro, okay? We'll say 558, five, 
fifty or one fifty two millimeters, so six inches, right? And just and they're ashing and relighting, uh-huh. relight because the 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 quicker you draw through a cigar, the more you pinpoint your focus of ignition. You're gonna. That's when the coning happens. You're gonna burn the interior tobaccos. The outside tobaccos are just gonna kind of sit there, and you'll get this this billowing effect, right? So you got knocked it, and it stops burning. Then you gotta relight it. You gotta start over again, right? Cigars aren't meant to be rushed, right? I'll, I'll take that old Fuente saying that they that yeah. that they've used forever. We'll never rush the hands of time, right? When you light a cigar, you should be committed to light light it, cut it, smoke it. It's done when it's done. You can't rush that. But I think a lot of these size variants are again, and you can't blame the companies for it. Okay, mm-hmm. you can't. People are attracted to you throw the LE on something, you throw the R and L on something, right? Rare and limited. Um, you do the one off on something. You throw these terms. We only made thirteen hundred boxes, right? Like you, you coin these things. People are going to fall in love with those things. They're going to attach to them. So then what do you do from there? Well, you you made this weird in-between a Robusto and a Toro or this weird in-between a Corona and a Lancero, right? Like, for example, Tatuai's Casadores Monsters. It's the Corona but not a Lancero, it's, right? It's a thing. It's my favorite right? size that it you is. cannot find. I'm not mad at it, but you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. It, it's, it's there. It's this thing. But at right? least it's so a size. What do you do from there? Right? You gotta put you gotta put a, a face brand out that falls inside the same category. Yeah, but maybe that's because there are more producers now than there were before and they have to find a way to differentiate no, no. themselves. Yeah. There aren't more producers. Well now. more There are more people having things produced. Yeah. Okay, but 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 they're but they're more brands and and and, and they're just like well, I mean, you can see it in in in, in, in the liquor industry too. Uh, what they that's it, it's 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 driving the finishing techniques. They're, 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 it's driving the the, the, the packaging, the, the bottle shapes. They're they're doing. I I I think part of it is 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 driven by you know a, a brand trying to differentiate themselves from another brand. They want recognition. In, in some way it's the same way that like a restaurant that has a a food challenge will give will give you a 10 pound burger right and you got to fucking eat it right. in 30 minutes and I, that's roma craft creating the 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 femur right you, you know, yeah i, I they get, get attention that. for that i think it's more prominent in in whiskey like with bottle shape and barrel aging and things like that I personally think in the cigars, it's just everyone trying to keep up with customer demand. And it's a bummer. But I've also said this, with the way the age in smoking is changing, where younger individuals are getting into cigars, right? I think hopefully I get these numbers right. I think I said two weeks ago, the oh, oh. in 15, the yeah. original average age of smoking was, I think that was 38 to 56. And now it's 27 to 42. Smokers, right? It, it's dropping. The age is dropping. You know, like more people are getting involved in cigars, and whiskey's the same way, right? Well, it goes back to the the only reason whiskeys are getting allocated is because younger people are willing to spend more money yeah. on things that you know vices are fun. <laughs> you know, 
it goes back to also the thing that consumers are more educated when you're learning because i'll tell you i would not have gotten as much into cigars as i have if i hadn't learned about it if i was just like smoking oh yeah it's a good cigar definitely wouldn't spend as much money and smoke as much as i am but when you learn about it you become a nerd so you become well, a geek about it but you're 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 younger than you're the youngest person here yeah my daughter what, what do you what, what yeah. do you say what do you say to someone who's like that's just a big fucking stinky cigarette what do you i say come try it come oh, enjoy it is that what you say? no no i'm i'm just <laughs> saying you know because 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 you'll have that uh, as what you were talking about on a cruise ship you 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 show actually i kind of like that part of it that was fun showing up uh, but i've done that to you like you show up so at, 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 a, at, a, at a smoking area start smoking a, a, a cigar and, and 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 the crowd clears out and i actually I, I, some part of me wonders whether whether i'm just being selfish and 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 and, and like monopolizing the, the space and the, the other part of it is actually kind of funny i was thinking like i i'm i'm i'm, I'm if, if 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 tobacco is the, the the game that i'm that i'm the only purist in the group because there's no fiberglass filter in this 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah think about it that's tasty yeah think about it in the sense of they put on boxes they literally put on boxes Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. But listen, no. listen to me on this. So when you try and get a Respect cigarette your smoker, elder. So, <laughs> so when you try and get a cigarette smoker on a cigar, what they think about is nicotine. Yes, that's all they're thinking about the whole time. Oh, there's the metric. Yeah, there on it that, is. yeah, hundred percent, yeah. So all they're thinking about is, oh, it smells a lot stronger. It doesn't do as much. You're, it's a waste of time. If you actually allow somebody or they allow you to kind of talk to them and sit down and enjoy it for what it is, that's what people have to remember. You have to enjoy it for what it is. So, okay. On that statement, this leads to our next question. Okay. Cubans. <laughs> are they the best? Mm-mm. And why are they that different? No, and it's where it's grown. Okay. So I'm going to say what I think everyone here has heard me say every time we talk about Cubans. Look, the number one differential you have when it comes to a Cuban cigar, the embargo went into effect in 1958, right? 62? When did Kennedy put the embargo? It's 58 or 62, I think. 58 or 62. Okay. Um, regardless, if it was if it was 1970... Every Cuban cigar family left Cuba, went to either the Dominican Republic or Nicaragua initially. Now, they did branch off from there to Honduras, Mexico, Peru, Costa Rica, later in their, in their, in their terms, right? Um, that is 50 years of taking a seed, finding more available soil, more nutrient-dense soil, and creating... 91% of the global market of tobacco today. Okay. Um, I think the biggest issue with Cubans is as Americans, we are gluttons. Um, if you tell us we can't have something, well, we're going to go get it. And once we get it, we hold it in very high esteem. 
Now, this sounds like I am not a Cuban smoker. I am. I have Cubans that I very much enjoy. To wrap this event up tonight, we are all going to smoke something that I enjoy very much. Um, but when it comes to a Cuban cigar, the thing I want everyone to remember, okay, when you grab a Cuban and you cut it and you light it, understand what it is. It is a true Cuban cigar. It is from Cuba, okay? It is Cuban tobacco. It does have the heritage. It does have the lineage. It is the origin of premium tobacco in the country. We can go on for days about American tobacco back in the 1700s, right? But it is the heritage, the lineage of the modern cigar since the Spaniards created the, the, the true Vitola Robusto, right? Like it is there. Um, enjoy it for what it is. Take all of your expectations away. Do not try and weigh it against what you normally smoke because it will not compare. Um, there's a reason that Cubanesque has become a term. It is a taste. It is a feeling. It is a profile of a Cuban cigar. Enjoy it for what it is. And, and that's what I'll say. You know, can a Cuban be your best cigar you've smoked? Sure. Yeah. Has a Cuban been the best cigar I've smoked in a day? Yes, it has. Has a Cuban cigar been the best cigar I've smoked in a week? Yes, it has. Is it the best product on the market? By no means never. It is not. Um, that That's how I feel about that. That's my two minutes. Soifer? Anybody who doesn't, who really doesn't know anything about cigars, there's a lot. No, no, but that's the that's the first question. Is it is is it Cuban? Is that a real Cuban? Is that and and um, even people who don't know the difference. And and, and so so it's interesting to me though that that um, that there's a prevailing reputation and it and it, and it sells. Um, so there's a marketing aspect to it as, as well. I, I, I think that, that, that really can't be understated. Um, so I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know where I, where, where I stand I, I, on, on, on that. I, I, I kind of... I, I tend to, 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 to look at it as a as as as, 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 a, as a marketing gimmick, and um, uh, it actually, <clears throat> um, in in old world wine, uh, it, it it kind of compares to the, the the idea that 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 the the most the best established. French wineries are just by default the best. There's nothing better than 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 classic French wine, mm. and, and 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 a lot of that, the first growth Bordeaux wine, that's unattainable to 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 to, to most people. Most people are are don't don't have five thousand dollars to spend on a single bottle and even if they did 
how, how many people have 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 a palate developed enough, or 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 the, or the 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 education or the exposure to really properly appreciate it. And I think right. you need those things in order to, to to really get your money's worth on that, even if you have unlimited financial resources. And and so I, I kind of started to regard true Cuban cigars in the same way that that um, I mean they don't cost as much, but I mean. I, I think that, that that there is no shortage of other cigars produced in other regions, and I think my attention is better focused on on, on, on those places, and and so in my comparison to wine, I, I it's one of the things I really like about say uh, Spain. Spain produces really high quality wine at a fraction of of, of the cost of. Of other old world regions, and then from from what you call you know new world, um, Australia. Right. Australia it makes amazing wine, uh, and 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 that's far more worth my, my attention. And for cigars, it's it, you know uh, N- Nicaragua just has it, and and yeah. and maybe at this point. And you lead into the next question. But I do want to say, yeah, when you talk about the difference between Cuban and everything else, just go look at stuff. Yeah, it was an absolute bomb. Tyler O'Neill just hit an absolute moonshot. Go look at what Noel Rojas has said in the past probably year and a half. He is probably the most yep. recent Cuban refugee to, to start to start a yeah, cigar transplant to start yeah. yeah because he is on that same thing where he is not a big ring gauge guy he keeps Cuban sizes Cuban sizes they I think their largest cigars are fifty two right yep yep and he lives in the Corona Corona Gorda yep Lancero world yep I think he's Just the go. highest producing Lancero by volume yep. of uh, is is he Nicaragua he is, is Nicaragua but he used La Dominican La Dominican yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but just go go listen to what he says. Go read some stuff he says. That's where you're going to kind of see from a guy from Cuba what the biggest differences are and why he uses what he uses. Right. All right. So to wrap the episode before we get into our last pour that the Mad Russian brought. And then we uh, um, I've got a cool stout. I got some cool shit that we're going to do. You know, the hangout after. Maybe we'll do an after hours. I haven't done one in a while. Which pop the, yeah, yeah, we haven't pop done the one. Yeah. yeah, we really haven't. I think we're gonna do one. Um, okay, Dominican versus Nicaraguan tobacco. This is gonna be one of those smoking inside or outside things. I already know it. Russian started. Dominican versus Nicaraguan tobacco. Well, I don't know if it's fair, but I tend to. Favor Nicaraguan, um, and 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 part of it is just that that um, when I didn't actually, it's entirely based on the fact that that I when I didn't know anything, I I, I started tr- looking for things for traits that uh, that would help me discern one cigar from another. Part of it was reading about it. Part of it from talking to people. Part of it, I mean, it, but but what I noticed was 
the ones that, that, that I tended to, to prefer were, were predominantly Nicaraguan. And I, I've seen, I've, I've certainly experienced others, tobacco grown in other places, blends that, that, that combine multiple regions. But um, I don't Nicaragua seems to seems to be the the, the, the the king. That's that's the Bordeaux, the Napa, the Barossa Valley. Mm-hmm. Okay. I told you I didn't think this question was for this group. I really did. I think I'm going to be the wildest animal here, and that's going to surprise everyone. You want me to go? You want to go? Go ahead. All right. So. Nicaraguan tobacco is king of tobacco. I, I will not. I will not argue that. When when you look at you know when you look in the Dominican, um, yes, there you have Ernie, you know you have Quesada, you know, and, but then you have the Fuente family. You have you have Carlito. You have everything that's going on there, right? Which you can't argue. Okay, you cannot. When it comes to Nicaragua, though, you have Jaime and Pepin. You've got as much as I dislike him. You have AJ Fernandez. You have the Placencia family. You have Aganorsa. You have uh, Padron. You know, you, you have these titans of the industry that, that for decades on decades have produced the, the spicy, the, the body, the flavor-impacted components that hit the market, right? Nicaraguan tobacco will always be favorite to me, but I have a deep respect recently regrown and I give Ryan this credit you know teaching me some things about Fuente things I didn't know that then guided me to go back and look at some Dominican tobaccos Dominican tobacco is good right um, but I think Dominican tobacco needs help I've never smoked a Dominican Puro that has been that has knocked my socks off like a, a six dollar tattoo from Tatuaje that, that is a Nicaraguan puro, and right? It's literally three inches by four, right? Right, yeah. it's, it's just this itty bitty little petite thing, right? It, it doesn't do that, but Dominican tobacco is probably one of the most elusive and creative tobaccos you can blend with and create phenomenal cigars, right? Uh, opus, I have, I have found three Opus that I am very admired with. Um, of course, I would pick the three Opus that are going to literally bankrupt me to buy them. But, you know, I've been able to acquire a couple here and there. And I just traded. I just, <laughs> yo. <laughs> trade away the humidor. <laughs> Kalani. Cigars are on 808. Thanks for the uh, the trade, dude. Like, <laughs> you're the best. I got two boxes of 18 Paniolos. So, I'm whatever. Don't care. I'm happy. Um, but, uh no, Dominican tobacco is really fun to blend with, I think. And I don't I don't that's that's not me that's not me talking with what I do with Craft and Puro and how we put cigars together. That's what I've smoked, man. I mean, like in Fuente, Casa Cuba is one of my like hands down, dude. I, I like poor man's opus. I don't think there's a better fucking explanation for it, right? That uh Don Carlos number two. That Cameroon rap. Dude, that cigar is the next time boxes are available on that I will have one like I if two come one is mine like I, I'm, I'm having one I want more than two at a time you know like I want that cigar um you know diving back into some uh and let's get away from Fuente I'm not just highlighting Fuente uh Ashton you know I did I did go back through and I started smoking on some of 
classic Ashton, you know, the, uh, um, some of the Cedre stuff, um, some of the Ashton classics with the cedar, they're, they're real, they're real prominent. Uh, the taste is neat. What I pull in Nicaraguan is I, there's more spice. I think there's more, I think there's more spice. There's more citrus available. And I think you get away from a lot of the, when I say soil level, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not degrading D Dominican tobacco, but you get more of a grown factor from Nicaragua than you do the Dominican. And the Dominican, when you get, when you get a peanut in Nicaragua, you get peanut butter. And the Dominican, when you get wheat in Nicaragua, you get sugar candy, right? You know what I mean? Like you get this transition. When you get soil in the Dominican, you get dusty attic fermentation in Nicaragua, right? But when you take Dominican and you make it your main proponent and you blend it, it's really hard to beat that cigar, man. It's very difficult to do that. You know, I mean, it gets really difficult. So I'm, I'm happy you said the thing about spice because that's kind of where I was going. Again, it is a personal preference. Some people really like that uh, light, sweet, floral, you know, kind of flavors that Dominican will give you. Then there's us. Spice me up, baby. Give yeah. me all the pepper you got. Cook me, man. And that has to do with that volcanic soil in Nicaragua. Everybody has. Everybody's able to make something spicy. Obviously, you can shade grow it. You can dumb it down. But it's still going to be there in some sense. I mean, the My Father Connecticut. Obviously, it's, it's Pepin. That dude doesn't know how to make something that doesn't have spice. He doesn't miss. Tell you yeah, he doesn't miss with it. But he doesn't know how to make something that doesn't have spice. So even something that's creamy like that has that there. You like Claro's? <laughs> oh, we were talking about lighter stuff. I just started suddenly. Well, so by Claro, you're, you're you're talking either a Connecticut or an Ecuadorian Connecticut, yeah. but you're talking a Colorado grown seed. I just wondered. I mean, I, I've that that's the only true one that I've liked with the Colorado seed grown outside of that. Is the All Saints Colorado? It's the I believe that's Ecuador. It's not the it's not real Colorado. Uh, pipe down, pipe down, <laughs> pipe down. He said it. He's like, I just like the name. I really want to want to know tobacco, so I called it a Colorado. No one's gonna know. <laughs> so that that's kind of where I'm at with that. If someone wants something super light, super floral, a little sweetness, most of the time you're gonna go to Dominican, even a little Ecuadorian. Someone wants something spicy, 90% of the time you're looking at Nicaraguan tobacco. It's just yeah. that soil there produces such the, the only The only time that plays and with Dominican, right? And, and here, here's the funny thing when we're comparing Dominican versus Nicaraguan. You want to see one of the most interesting back and forth combatants in the world when it comes to trade? Every year... Dominican tobacco or Nicaraguan tobacco precedes each other or beats each other by less than a thousand tons. Now on the market, like to us, that's like, holy shit, thousand tons, right? On the market, that's like trading sugar, dude, like yeah. sugar or corn. Yeah. You know, they're sending a billion tons at a time, less than a thousand tons each year, right? It's, 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 utter, it's that close. You know, I just think that Nicaraguan tobacco 
I think that it that it owns the industry. I really do. And Honestly. I think that Dominican tobacco is great, but look, man, it, it's it's a it's the lead ingredient in, in greatness. You can kind of compare it to your bourbon and rye. Bourbon and scotch. I'm just saying. Nah, bourbon rye, rye is better. Spice. Yeah, rye is better. Yeah. So your bourbon, you want that sweetness. That's Obviously, it's kind of hard to look at because there's some really high proof bourbons out there True. that give you a bunch of heat, so you think spice. So, well, what do you what do you think about that? What do you need? What? You're a little inside. Okay. What do you think? Would you compare that to a bourbon versus a rye? Like that 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 Nicaraguan Dominican argument? Um. I know. I, I I think. Yeah, maybe. Um, when you said scotch, I was thinking that that's that's a tough comparison, considering most scotch is aged in bourbon barrels. But but there's also but 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 climate makes a very different impact there. Uh, you know, that, that's 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 why. You know, a, a thirty-year-old scotch is is, is 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 a prized product versus a thirty-year-old bourbon, which I don't know. You might be cringy. That's going to taste like char and oak. Yeah. Well, it, that's going to take too long. But that actually makes me wonder that. about about you know if 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 you know. If, if, Geopolitical conditions of, of, of South America uh, uh, were altered. What 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 that would mean for 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 the industry? Like if it were, if, what kind of tobacco might Colombia or Panama produce, or or or, or Uruguay? Um, <laughs> Cocaína. <laughs> but it, well, but if it's more profitable to to, 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 to grow that way, actually, I mean, fun fact: you know how you hide cocaine in a field? You allow tobacco to grow to bloom. Is that? Because it's all grow to bloom. Yeah. Big beautiful flower that grows on the tobacco plant. Yeah. Grow cocoa plants below it. But then you gets hit in below the broadleaf. Can't okay. see it. Yeah. Unless you have four by fours and you're like, I mean, there was there was there was fucking but there was a concerted effort to get um, to get Afghan farmers to, to 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 grow say things like like pomegranate, and Afghan pomegranates are amazing. Um, so is their opium. Well, yes, and opium opium <laughs> produces you know a. a, a it's a very easy yield. Oh come on, you know. It's yeah, I do. <laughs> That's you know. Yeah, and 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 so it's 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 hard to incentivize that. And so right. if you can, if 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 you if you can if you can profitably grow cocaine, you can't. It's hard to compare that to the back. I would do it. All right. So with that said, uh, guys, we are going to continue this in a live, our first ever. After hours and probably a little while. Uh, Patreon, be excited. Uh, the Patreon is three dollars a month. Craftingpuro.com or patreon.com slash craftingpuro. Uh, jump on there and join us. We have a big giveaway that's being announced tomorrow. Uh, I've got some Stone Tribe swag, Craft and Puro ashtrays, and some 
significant uh, Tatawahi stuff being shipped out. So two winners are getting on on that. Um, I'm going to let these guys say goodbye from the Viking. Mahalo, guys. Thank you. Uh, again, let's wish the Bourbon Cowboy and Miss J9 a happy 5,000th anniversary. I'm saying that because I, I think it's 43 years, I believe, they've been together. Um, so I'm sure we'll have some fun smokes from them soon. Uh, Russian, why don't you say your goodbyes? Okay, that's for that. But although, I mean, I was, man, I can't, I can't remember what a a really good farewell in Ukrainian. I'd much rather that. Makes sense, huh? Um, yeah, from Scooby Drew. Uh, (laughs) Scooby Drew. Really, (laughs) Raggy. Uh, make sure to check out Lit. Um, we got our Bruce Denner, Cohiba, Sean Williams will be there, Rusty from General. Uh, we're debuting the series. in your voice, man. Dude, this dinner next week. Dude, dinner next Ruth week. Chris, five course meal. Hey, I was getting there, all right? Oh, okay. I was getting there. I'm checking. Five, five course meal. I mean, we're having steak, all right? Um, you're getting no fucking some, pineapples. No pineapples. No, no pineapples on the steak for the love Nictor, of God. Nictors does the whiskey. We might have a little for you. Mm-hmm. We'll see. You got to be there to know. For you. You got to be there to know. All right. We're debuting the Sirium Corona Gorda. I'm smoking the Sirium Toro. It is phenomenal. Can't wait to try that uh, Corona. So. Go oh, it's to, good. Go to. It's real good. Go to litsco.com. Um. Go to events. You'll find it there. Dude, just, just sign up. I know it seems like a lot, but with the amount you're getting, it's it's a bargain. Yeah, right? at 275, come in. You'll hang out with all of us. You'll see Mad Russian's got to go travel the world and shit, so he's not going to be here. But uh, you'll see the Bourbon Cowboy with me, Scooby Drew. Big you'll Daddy. Meet, you'll meet Big Daddy. Uh, you know, Dana. She doesn't get nicknamed until she talks. No, nah, The nice lady. The nice lady will yeah. be there. Um, you'll meet a bunch of characters we talked about. You'll meet a bunch of people that have... Uh, actually sat in live and listened to us and become fans and and just customers and stuff that we hang out with like people that we know every day that you know we, we just they've become friends and that we know man it's i'm telling you this is the third one none of them have missed and i think this is the first time we've got great weather so yeah. and sean sean williams will be there accessible to talk to and sean williams like man. dude he's one of the biggest names in the industry you can't wear a jacket right Yes, yeah, he's one of I want to jack it. Yeah, you, you can't really. We're we're screwing ourselves. You can't really beat Sean Williams. It's hard to do. That's that's one of the biggest names in the industry with one of the biggest name brands. Shut up. I mean, we're that, promoting the Sean Williams event. So back, back to back, you have Luciano and Sean Williams. It's it's hard to beat, man. So if it's you weren't a able to collab of Pete Johnson, and John Huber, twenty twenty three. What's up? In my dreams. A so girl, a girl can dream. Next next Tuesday, May tenth. Make sure to go to the website, check it out for we'll sure. Um, yeah, I think that's what we got popping at lit right now. Um, yeah, let's focus on that. I think that's what's up. Uh, of course, thank you to lit always being the locker sponsor, the OG, the setup. Um, we can't wait for what's to come. We're podcasting there next Wednesday. Um, trying to have a really unique guest in. I just don't know if I can get him flown in at time. So we're going to try and do something cool. 
hopefully it works out. It should be re- if regardless, we'll be from lit next week, which will be great. Uh, the hangover episode from uh, the Ruth Chris dinner because if you guys know the Viking and his Mictors, we're love monies. It's about that simple. Also, you get a welcome cocktail. Can't beat it. Yeah, skip that. Go to Mictors. Just I'm going straight. It's with Mictors. Uh, Whatever. Old fashioned Mictors. Yeah, I don't Americans. like a blonde that dyes her hair red. I don't need a cocktail. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going straight to the whiskey. <laughs> All right, guys. Of course, again, thank you so much. This has been great. If you want to support the Patreon, support the podcast, uh, all the Patreon does is allow us to send you things when I pay enough attention to it. So, um, <laughs> $3 a month, or patreon.com slash craftsmanpiro. Join that. We'll see you on the Patreon here real soon. Thank you.